Thank you for your support. Are you kidding me? Achievement Fest and G-Tastata. This is Achievement Hunting 101. Hello and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101. You have made it to level 53. Now on Unfortunately, you don't have the whole cast here again tonight, but either way, we still have a good group. I have my usual cohorts of Co- Sausage Corey, Party L, and Nate. What is up, guys? <laughs> my uh, sausage. Um, nobody heard that, but oh, no, that's Ellie's being himself. I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm doing great. Come you on, mentioned Kenny. not everybody's here. Certainly no Angel Waka. This hint, week. Hint, nudge, nudge. Maybe we'll hear from him later, though. Who? Ooh. Angel Walker? Angel Walker. He's, How do you spell that? His voice A-N-G-E-L-W-A-K-A. is... Oh, there's a space in there, though, right? Maybe. Okay. Oh, just to be sure. I think, think we're going to have to rally behind him. Because he's the most delightful man in the world. And an endearing human being. I don't Not think to he be gets confused it. with enduring. He's literally <laughs> an angel, hence the name Angel Waka. <laughs> to kick it off, instead of going into gaming stories, I want to get out the bad news first. Mm-mm. So, I've got Uh-oh. a fail of the week. It's a fail, but I guess it also is kind of a plus, even though I didn't really want it. So, I had some friends over <laughs> Friday night, and mm-hmm. we're having... Keep it PG. Oh, okay, okay. Well, <laughs> 13. In that case, it's, it's a happy accident? Head. <laughs> Did you no, play so Twister had, with them? So we're playing some games, and obviously the best party game is Rock Band. So we mm-hmm. pop in Rock Band 4 to go to play that, and you have a couple of new people who don't actually know what they're doing, and when they get the guitar or and when they get the guitars in their hand, what they'd like to do? They like to be a rock star and sit there and push all the buttons and whatnot. Well, if you don't have Rock Band Rivals, and you can probably see where this story's going. Then the very first thing that happens when you t- when you put in Rock Band 4 is they try to get you to buy it. Well, it, as they are sitting there being rock stars and pushing the green button, green button repeatedly, I, all, all I see is the screen that pops up and says, are you sure you want to buy this? And then I immediately try to sit there and start mashing the B button on the drums. No, 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 don't buy it, don't buy it, don't buy it. I don't want this. No, I don't got the money for this. It was too late. They had already done, not only uh, brought the screen up, but they have confirmed the purchase. So, uh, yeah, I now have Rock Band Rivals, which I was did not want. I never wanted to buy it because (laughs) I'm well for for starters. I don't ever play that online, so there was no point in spending the thirty freaking dollars on it. I mean. I didn't even not get it even on, on sale. sale. It's not night. even on sale. Like oh. all the weeks for this you didn't to happen. Play it, did you? It was a one freaking week when it's on sale. Did you play it online or like no, at yeah, all? At yeah, all? At all? Did you play it at all? Because you can you can get a refund. Can I? I mean, I, I continued with Rock Band Four, but yeah. I didn't load up uh, Rivals or anything like that. I don't yeah. know. What you, it, you better contact support yeah. right now. Right now. I don't have kids. Did it. it. I have a similar refund that I'm going to be trying to get. <laughs> I was sitting there when, when, like, I was sitting there mashing B. Uh, the screen goes away. My buddy's like, 
maybe you got it in time. Maybe it's like, maybe it didn't go through. And all of a sudden it just pops up and says, Rock Band Rivals, ready to play. Son of a... That's kind of a crappy practice, right? Harmonics. It, it, it I mean, is. The whole thing about Rivals is garbage. What game doesn't come with quick play? Or you have to pay, you have to pay for quick play and online capabilities nowadays. That's just garbage. That should come built into every single game. So your friends all chipped in five bucks, right? Yeah, I really should get them to put some money in. But so that's that that sucked. But I do have some good news though, or a good gaming story. Over the weekend, I played the game Meow Motors. Now we'll get into this a little bit right, later. Meow. Yeah. Meow. Right. Meow. Right, um, meow. Or you gotta be kidding me. I played that too. Ah <laughs> uh, I Love this game. This game is a really good kart racer. If you enjoy kart racing games, you'll probably like this. We'll get into that. It's not quite perfect, but it's pretty good. That was just bad. I might open a tabby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) You'll certainly be feline better when you do. Anymore? (laughs) (laughs) Hmm... Okay. I'm drinking White Claws. We'll get oh, into we, we'll probably get into this a little <laughs> bit later, so I'm not going to sit here and give this entire review because the last time I did that, I got yelled at. So exactly. Oh, what? So uh, to wake him up. Review. Hey, L. Well, why don't you talk about your week? Oh crap! Okay. On... <laughs> God, I'm glad you asked. Uh, you saying that. <laughs> This is well. You didn't put it as part of the thing he, last week. He I says it, it litter. That was literally the every second week. Thing, uh, the second soundbite I had because you, you didn't started that on level one. So this is now. I'm still unprepared. Times said that. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting uncatferable. That was. I like tortoise shell. <laughs> what? They <laughs> <laughs> were bad. Those puns are bad. That's a bad. Well, as per usual, I spent most of my time playing to the random to-do list. Uh, Notable things accomplished this week were um, completing um, L.A. Noir's collectibles. So you have to find all the cars. The cars were the worst. And you complete all the street crime cases, and then you get 100% game completion. So I got all three of those more or less at the same time, so that was a long time coming. It was pretty exciting. Hey, L. Yeah. Did you know LA, LA Noir is coming to the one? No way. Is it remastered? It is. Holy cow, dude. I'm getting it. Is there a Canadian version? Uh, I, I can't think of a story. They, re- they redo all the voices and. Oh! Sorry. What are you talking about? Sorry. Put your hands up. Sorry. That's good. That's good. Uh, we found a trick on, I think, PlayStation Trophies guide thing for the cars where if you go to the uh, your extras and go to the vehicle showcase and click on the car you're missing and then go into the game it shows up pretty quickly it works for the two doors and the four door cars so that oh. was a cool little thing yeah it it actually worked that's not like a, on true you see them driving down the street or you see them driving down the street and say oh that's the one i need yeah you uh-huh. need to know which one you need but it it, it worked well that's convenient yeah yeah, yeah. So that was a thing that happened. I unfortunately 
decided to re-roll my Battletoads achievement that we talked about over the last couple weeks. I'm sure you tried really hard. I did not try at all. And <laughs> Prue, why didn't you help him? Uh, Prue's not good at video games. Don't, so that's the main reason. So I re-rolled the achievement and wound up with Manuel Samuel's Gold Time Trials. Now, Manuel Samuel, if you don't know, is a game with really crazy controls where each button does a different part of the body. And luckily for me, you can play the game in co-op. Woo! So, of course, I enlisted Michelle's help. And we had the controls we had played through before um, with the default controls. So one person would get one leg and the other person would get the other leg. And it was really confusing. And you can't change the controls without starting the game over. So we actually started over and did the whole campaign again before uh, doing the time trials. And this time we gave her the walking and I was responsible for the, uh, the spine and the breathing. And that would make it considerably easier. Yeah, I got the the easy stuff, <laughs> but she had the cadence down for walking. And I actually went to her house to finish up the game, and I learned something because her house um, learning. Well, my Xbox, uh, we keep the vibrations off the controller, try to save <laughs> on battery. But on hers, it was on, and I realized that the controller starts to vibrate right before you need to adjust your spine. And <laughs> yeah, that's a big part of it. Yeah, and then when you pause it, it says spine tingle, and then it's the checked on. Like, oh, yep, didn't know that. Thought it was kind of random. You don't, or you would hit up from time to time. You don't have like a little charging dock that you put your controller on every night. I do, and the batteries still die really quickly. Oh, okay. The rotating eight or twelve batteries. It's annoying. So for whatever reason, people. Haven't gotten this one done. Out of uh, 19,000 people on TA, less than 500 people have gotten these time trials done. So okay, it's it's not a super hard game, but it does take some finesse to it, especially when you're doing it single player. Kush Moose did it. Yes, he did. So did I other did. people of the ZZ podcast during mm-hmm. Game of the Month, March 2018. Actually, the time trials are the only thing I have left in the game. (laughs) I know I started them, but I didn't finish them. I know they stack with the difficulties. So as soon as I get gold, I'll have the completion for the game. But I haven't been back to it in a really long time. Maybe RTDL will help me with that. Yeah, so the one that took the longest was the uh, fifth uh, of the six trials, which was the robot level. I do remember the robot level, yeah, but I probably stopped there. But once you go through a few times, you remember the order of which they come out. And you just have to remember to use the uh, missiles on the appropriate robots and the rocket launcher on the appropriate robots. Eventually, you get it done. Uh, Speaking of which, so now that I have this done, do you know what I have left to do in the game? Uh, You need to... to I looked at your achievements earlier. No, he he beat the game because you can't do the time trials without beating it. You're on the right track. If you beat it on co-op, you have to to do time trials on co-op. Which means he has not beat it on single player. Yes, I have not beat it on single player yet. That's all I have to do. Like I said, not hard game. And I actually would recommend that game to anybody who wants to just to try out a peculiar peculiar game. Um, it can probably be really frustrating. Uh, I, I think that you either really like it or you really hate it. But if you get it cheap enough, I don't think you'll feel burned. I um, would recommend that game. 
At the very least, the humor is really good. Uh, you probably played it with no sound. No, I played it with sound. It is very humorous. I will give it that. And the the game actually, re- <laughs> um, there's one achievement to um, to go through without skipping any cutscenes. But if you do skip the cutscene, the narrator says something really funny every time. Something related to <laughs> he tells he tells you what you missed. So the second time you go through, you you skip cutscenes to your heart content, and then you you laugh while you do it because they tell you something funny. It actually it might even fit some contest categories too because I know the devil's in it. I know that mm-hmm. there's some kind of currency in it. I can't remember if it was dollars or not. It was you throw cash at the guy in the beginning. Yep. Yep. Collectibles. So that put me at a kefir, 24 of 25 achievements, and I needed one left in the Sega Vintage Collection Monster World, uh, which is a collection of uh, two Genesis games and one Sega arcade game. Ah, uh, retro games. Old people yeah, games. Yeah, they, they, they are old. And... The interesting thing is I've had this show up on UHH several times, so I had all three games in in here started but not finished due to various UHH achievements and RTDL achievements. So I actually went um, to the most recent game, Monster World 4, finished that one, and I finished Monster World 3, and all I had left was to do was beat the first game, Monster Wonder Boy and Monster Land, and I beat it. Oh, the achievement I needed was to complete all three games. So I beat that one, and the achievement did not pop. Rip. So I looked at the guide, and it's known to be glitchy. And apparently you need, to, you need to beat it in one credit, um, which means you can't put in extra credits, and if you die, you can't continue. So you just have to keep saving state and doing it in one credit. So uh, we started over and um, got it done. So Monster World, is this like um, Monster Hunter? No. Is this like, you know, Monster Hunter they're came RPG, in and did it better? They're, they're platformers with RPG elements. It's nothing like Monster Hunter. Uh, RPG. You got me. Okay. That doesn't sound bad then. Hold on. It's, it's, let, me, let me take uh, you back out. He said it's on a Genesis <laughs> collection. Yes. Mm, Retro. Good point. I'm out. <laughs> and it's a 200 gamer score, so though. That's even better. The Tennesseans are gone. Uh, so I completed that game, though. So it's nice to chip away at uh, games. This game... Um, oh, so that Monster Land game that I tried to complete, I had started in 2013. So I... Yeah. So six years in the making and completed. And that's my week roundup. Nice. Nice. Thank God no one else here had any full combos. Definitely not. Yeah, yeah. We definitely would not want to do that weeks ago. No. <laughs> what about you, Corey? How was your week? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Did you realize uh, that you were sitting infringement. and talking with royalty? Mm. Doubt. No, no, no. You are in the presence of the number one gamer by true achievement points. For Metroidvania games in Tennessee. Woo! Right here. Wow. Insert those audience claps. Yay! Woo! Yes. Yay, uh, clapping. I, I mentioned it I mentioned it last week and I was I knew I was gonna be close. Uh, I, I finished Time Spinner and so I was looking uh, I think I was, I don't know, probably with a couple hundred points uh, of the number one gamer, which happens to be Stallion eighty three. Suck it, Stallion. 
made famous by first 1 million gamer score and first 2 million gamer score. Um, and so I noticed I was really close to TA. And so I played a little bit of the messenger and I started uh, a new game, the mummy demastered, which, uh, not bad so far. Um, I'm just a little bit into it. And, and the funny thing is I hit the night that I was going to pass him. Uh, I believe it was last Friday. I planned it out and I hit like three TA above him. And I was waiting for that notification the next morning when the leaderboards update. Fast forward, no pink bar in my friend feed. Uh, after I, th- I think it might even be completing time spinner now that I think about it. Uh, TA recalced some of my achievements and my TA fell just shy of stallions <laughs> at that point. So I had right. to redo it and throw a couple extra there the next day. And, uh, and yeah, so, so there it is. Number one gamer in Tennessee in that nice. category. So what uh, game got you? Was it more messenger I, or, uh, it could be the messenger or the mummy demaster. Take your pick. Yeah, okay. So it's one of those. Uh, yeah. The funny thing is my messenger achievement is it happens to be the intro achievement to the game. Uh, I started <laughs> this game on vacation and, uh, it's, it's a windows game and I wasn't connected to internet when I started playing it. So it never popped. Uh, so I just kind of oh, went no. back and did it real quick because I was trying to correct something, but it didn't work. So. Yeah, I saw that. I actually commented <laughs> on your friend feed. Yeah, <laughs> that you didn't play the intro first. So yeah, yeah. Fun fact: I'm still number two in Tennessee for gamer score. Stallion has me by 2,700 gamer score, but oh, you I it. am past him on TA, which I think that just means I'm a better gamer, complete more games. So. On yeah, the- it was, it was, that's been an exciting week. I know there's plenty of people in the community that are above me, but being number one in a state's pretty cool, especially when the the previous number one, you know, was a record holder. So, if- and I know my brayer, my brethren, Elroy is a uh, kind of be nipping at his heels too. So, if you look at the global leaderboard, there's actually yep. only six people in the community ahead of you in terms of TA. True. Yeah, that sounds about right. I could probably tell you that it's probably oh, it, it is it is a woo. Kushmoose <laughs> is above there. Yep. Waka. Yes. I think I passed Skeptical Mario. So he's probably yes. below me. Um, You're barely uh, above uh, him. Red. Red Redemption. Of course. He's definitely going to be up there. Um, Big Al. Who are, I, I don't know the other two. I, I would guess Jimbot, but I don't know if he's played a, a big variety, enough variety of games. So actually, the first one, who actually may not be in the community, I don't know if I'm thinking about this, it might just be a friend on TA, play Ultimate 7-Eleven, if he uh, is. Get into Discord. Get into Discord if you're, Come on if you're now. in the community. Come on now. But the other one, True Marvelous. Ah, True Marvelous. So... Corey, you're rank 107. True Marvelous is 62. Nate, you're 56. Walk is 47. Play Ultimate, getting the Discord, is 15. Awu is 4. And Redemption Denied is 2. Yeah, so I should be cr- cracking top 100 there probably within the next. Well, RTDL is about to drop, will be dropped by the time this is out. So. I'll probably hit top 100 this month, but we'll see how it goes. Nate's got about 5,000 on you. 
He had a good head start. Mine is almost <laughs> exclusively in life. this year. Uh, before this year started, I, I know I played a little bit of Guacamelee and Tesla Grad, um, which Aren't I was Tesla glad that I did that. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, I, I don't think I had any, uh, may, maybe some recore since that's technically a, a Metroidvania. I think that was it. Everything else has no got, been gotten this year. No Batman stacks yet. And my buddy, Elroy, has inspired me, actually. Um, I'm going to, I think I'm going to pick up Batman Arkham uh, Asylum here soon. Do it. And actually, I already have it, but I think I'm going to actually play it here soon. It's so Because what he's doing, if you've noticed his friend feed, he's playing the one version and a 360 version at the same time. And that sounds so efficient to me. Mm. That's a lot of Arkham. (laughs) They're, it's worth what, it though. First, first so playthrough, playing it two times in one go. <sighs> they're not. They're not short games. Wait, how do you? That's a lot of Arkham. That seems. I assume he means he's playing it and then he's going back to the other version and playing the same section so he doesn't forget what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Not at the exact same time, Kenny. I realize not at the it's exact not like a telltale. same time, but you know but what? It still seems. I wonder. We could probably make a Cronus work if on he, both two consoles at once. <laughs> if he was in G Task, he could do it, but not. You'd have to worry about load times. No, that's yeah, not the number one in Tennessee. That's still awesome. Way to go! Yeah, yeah, I'm super, super stoked. I can't imagine being number one in your own state. That's pretty cool. Who's the number one in uh, wherever you're from? <laughs> <laughs> the land of Marys. <laughs> I was going to oh, say Maryland. Over in Merlin? Yeah. Uh, in Merlin. Um, please let's hold. See, let's look it up. Let's Is that, that Saucy up. Slingo? Uh, nope. Please hold. In Banners? Okay, Marilyn. Apply. Fufu Cuddly Poof. Wow, dude. Uh, that would be Nate. <laughs> oh. Well, I, yep, you know, yep. I didn't want to toot my own horn. That's right. T.A. Metroidvania Gamers of Maryland. Yep, that would be Nate. What's the gap? So you're at 33,000 TA, and the next highest guy, G. Stekalek, sure, is at 25,000. So you got about 8,000 point gap. What's just, the gap if you do friends only? Just, like... give, just give Nate his address, <laughs> and, and he'll he'll take care of it. So <laughs> well, yeah. you want to do just friends only? You'll finish the gap. Just friends only in Maryland. Friends only in Maryland. So... Fun fact: There's only there's two of us. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> what I see too. So Nate, like I said, is at thirty three thousand, and the second place, you know, is obviously myself, at a <laughs> whopping one thousand three hundred ninety eight. Wow, very good job. Which I don't even know what Metroidvania games I've played. Guacamelee and two Batman Arkham Asylum. Of course, <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> And the other guy, who's your who's your friend? Who's your other friend? No, it's just us. It's just you and me. Oh, it's just us. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just you and me. Uh, I'm sitting thinking, like, wait, a, what are you talking about? Just <laughs> the two of you. I've uh, Mitt Ralby. He uh, he's he's also a buddy. He's oh, got, he's got 85 gamer score. Woo-hoo. I don't know if he's a friend of the podcast or not, but he's a friend of TA. Yeah, I've, I've got him on my TA list. I don't, I don't know if he's in in the this. Well, I know he's on Discord, but. So yeah. Maryland's not that competitive. No, not at all. Yeah, just looking at gamer score, I'm almost twice the the second place guy. So it's not as competitive as some other states. 
I don't know. Maybe you know what? I'll, I'll I'll track my position on this, and I'm coming for you, Nate. Just like I'm coming for <laughs> Michelle in puzzle games, which I still don't know no. how. I'm in, like the top, whatever it was that on that. Awesome. I will. Uh, I'll be watching. Well, good. Well, while you're watching, why don't you also tell us what you've been doing this week? <laughs> so this week has been a me week. Uh, you know, last week I was doing a little bit of boosting. Uh, in a group uh, for Do you burnout. That well, <laughs> ask me later. Not right meow. Um, <laughs> so last week uh, was was a little bit about the boost. This week was all about me uh, and RTDL. So you self boosted. Yeah, I self boosted just by myself, just me. Um, mm, so I, I was focused on me and uh, was playing some Hyperlight Drifter and some Serial Cleaner. And uh, Hyperlight Drifter, uh, if you're not aware, is kind of like a Dark Souls crossed with a Legend of Zelda. Um, it's the top down, so you're getting the Zelda uh, from that perspective. And then the Dark Souls is it's a little bit punishing. Um, it's definitely uh, a skill-based game, and uh, I had not played it in a long time. But my challenge was to play soccer in Hyperlight Drifter. And in order to do that, I had to beat two bosses. And I hadn't touched this game in a while. And then I went back and I looked at it, and sure enough, it was three years to the day. Um, nice. At the, at the time that I started playing it, pretty much. Um, so it was like July nice. 26th. 2016 is when I started playing the game, which I think was maybe the day or you know a couple days after it was released, uh, and then I got uh, five achievements. So, but I did not beat a boss. And in order to get the uh, to unlock the soccer game, you have to beat two bosses. So I basically I left off about a room away from the uh, the northern boss. There are four bosses that I know of, uh, and there's one in each of the cardinal directions. All right. Um, so I. I basically left myself about a room from the North boss. And I just remember thinking, Oh man, this guy stinks. It's like very difficult. And his dodging, his attacks is a real pain. Well, three years after I initially tried it and I, I probably tried it like 10, 15 times fighting him. Just couldn't make it any headway. I waited three years and I came back and I beat him on my second try. So I, I guess I've been training. I don't know. Uh, so that wasn't so bad. And then I spent the rest of the time trying to find my way to the Western boss uh, without looking at guides too much because I wanted to have some fun. So uh, did that and had some difficulty finding uh, some of these pylons that kind of open up the door to the boss. Uh, so I did have to do a little bit of research. But that's a fun game. Um, I really enjoy it. I, I'd like to go back to it. But finally, beat that boss, uh, and then played the soccer game, and it was pretty easy. Uh, but it, the hard part was obviously clearing these two bosses to get to that part. And then the other game of note that I played was Serial Cleaner. And uh, this is a fun game. It's kind of like a party hard, but it's it's like the after side of party hard. You <laughs> are a cleaner. So you're going through, and you are removing... Uh, evidence and you're removing dna and you know blood and bodies and you know hammers and Steven. guns and all these things <laughs> no uh you're removing all these things um to kind of help uh these you know these people get away with crimes 
Uh, and I had to basically play 20 levels in order to get 10 of the collectibles that I needed uh, to unlock all the costumes. So I just basically played that over the course of two days. Hadn't played it in a long time. And that is a fun game. Uh, it's I would say it's easier than a party hard. So if you were maybe put off by you know some of the difficulty or frustration in, in party hard, uh, you might want to check this game out. Uh, and if that appeals to you at all, uh, you should check it out. Appeals to me because I'm often... Uh self-categorized Clean cereal cleaner oh okay <laughs> no <laughs> i knocked out two uh two bowls of captain crunch crunch berries earlier oh nice but dumb yeah. tish i haven't had a captain crunch in a long time <laughs> so yeah so once i did those i then started moving on to some games i know you guys like and i'm currently working my way through uh crash bandicoot hey. uh, whatever collection and how are you I, approaching I, that how am i approaching it yeah i'm just blasting through to get to uh end cortex because uh, i have to beat the first one so as i'm going along i'm maybe picking up some of the achievements along the way i am not going for golds because you know we've only got you know a couple more hours at this point <laughs> before before rollover so uh i'm just i'm just mainlining straight to him hmm. have you okay ever played crash bandicoot before uh yes he's not a caveman <laughs> i was just wondering i yeah i played it when it first came out on the playstation um so but it's been a long time and man that game plays different i i wanted to <laughs> i wanted to destroy my controller and i haven't wanted to do that in a while like some of these jumps are you have to get to the very edge of the ledge in order to make the next jump there's no double jump uh, there's weird, you know, 3D, uh, move a little bit over here, move a little bit over there. Uh, it's very anger-inducing. Oh, and, and there's this one thing. I don't know if you guys ran into this. Um, I, I want to say it's like the second island. Um, it's where you first run into the screen, so not towards you out of the screen. You're running into the screen across a bridge, and the mm-hmm. bridge has these <laughs> boards that will break. And I swear, I was getting to this one point where I hit a checkpoint, and then I go, um, and then I die before the next checkpoint. And then it starts me two checkpoints back. So I have to keep working my way to that same checkpoint and a little bit farther ahead of that where I die. And then I have to go back two checkpoints to get back to it. It's, it's so annoying. Yeah, it's nobody here me. would stream that get that level for two hours and still not beat it. Nope. Oh <laughs> it was so frustrating. Finally beat that level, and I'm just dreading having to go back there and do it perfect. Um, but... I'll try at some point. That's that's something I'd like to ask you guys about, right, Meow? Is how do you <laughs> feel about the RTDL, RTDL uh, and, and all this stuff that's just left over after? Like, I've just got these corpses of games that just need to be uh, cleaned up uh, at this point, and um, I, I want to go back to them, too. Like, I want to go back to Hyperlight Drifter. I want to go finish all the weird stuff in Serial Cleaner. I want to uh, spend a little bit more time uh, in Crash Bandicoot. You want me to change your life forever? Oh, boy. <laughs> Here we go. And get your full combo earlier, and then you can play the other games <laughs> later. Well, that might have been possible if I wasn't working on Burnout and other silly things. Um, I'm going to be so, like, L, you had four months to play Burnout. Right, yeah. You want me to change your life forever? Drop out of the RTDL. No, curate. So I, I have finish done a little the, bit finish, of that. Yeah, because then you could finish some of the games, and then they go out of your list, and then you add more. 
Yeah. I, I have curated a little bit more this month. I think my, my numbers are still going to be ridiculous. But So as, as a current three-time in a row full comboer, um, Too I, I, I will say so that... Humble. I will say that uh, Humble bundle. over the past three months, as Humble I've gotten dude, my full combos, I keep playing certain games that I've had a good time with. Uh, like So last week, I, I've had two RTDL achievements in Time Spinner. I completed Time Spinner. Um, the, I, I, did, I did this something similar. with I did Yoku's Island Express. I had that this month, and I, I knocked that one out too. So I definitely... that the, the point of RTDL for me is trying to clear out some of the backlog, and so... Uh, after I get the full combo, I, I try to prioritize that as much as I can before the next list comes out. Yeah, I get that. But I, I, I did curate a little bit. My list is finally down to uh, just over 20,000. Jeez. So. Oh, that tiny. is like <laughs> 10 times yeah. too large. That's not curating. I can't see going down to, geez, 2,000, something like that. That's crazy. Who goes to 2,000? That's way too much. I think mine is. Shoot, no. I think mine was like, like 4,000, I think. Yeah, how many full combos do you have? <laughs> yeah, foof. I mean, for me, it, it's all about being reintroduced to your collection, <laughs> like going back in and, and finding Absolutely. And that doesn't really jive so well with the competition aspect of it. So I guess I just need to change my mindset a little. Mm, yes. I feel like you uh, jumped around from game to game anyway, Kushi. Oh yeah, I definitely do that. But ADHD like, I is real. But yeah, I don't want to like curate my list all the way down to just a set of I don't know what is it, fifty games, something like that. A, a thousand mm-hmm. point, a thousand locked achievement is the minimum. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you could put like you know MCC and MCC Canada edition on there and be good. Yeah, but then I might have to play those games. So. That's true. That's true. Oh no. You, I think you def, in order to huh. excel in it, you definitely have to put focus on it. And so things like server closures might have to be, you know, decided on if you're going to do it or not, or, or, you know, free play, free play weekends. Yeah. I gave up my free play. I didn't do any free play. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how this next cycle goes. Not to, the other way to excel at it is, you know, just put all the easy games on there, all the round of like games that you have it completed, or all the sometimes you games, which also helps with the backlog because they're so short. You just throw them on there and just say, "Ah, I'm here. I might as well complete them." Yeah, then your max then, point is yes. smaller. Yes, I have I have a, a case of small maxes going on. L, yes. Wow, he didn't say it. Oh, he didn't that say it. That was like okay. the perfect time for it, too. All right. Oh, there's Pass. a pill for that? Oh, there we go. Well, will uh, that pill get me a rise? <laughs> because Microsoft Ooh. gave me a rise this week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Did it now? Giggity? Yeah. Uh, with, wow. With Rise, Son of Rome. Ooh, of tell course. me more. Uh, there apparently has been problems with the games. I don't know the exact problems, but, uh, something happened over the past week and it's currently as I'm recording, I just checked it and still works. Uh, there is in-game gold that you can buy with real money, real money. And that current, uh, currently that in-game gold that you can buy with real money is free 99 and by free 99 i mean it doesn't cost anything because 
back on like level zero, I said free 99 and it got pushed way out of proportion. <laughs> free 99. So there are several denominations of in-game gold you can buy from a thousand all the way up to 25,000 at one time. Uh, and you could keep doing it over and over and you can eventually have 4 million rise gold in your, uh, in your digital wallet there. 4 uh, million. What's, what's that? That's how many foos is that? I, I don't, it's, it's, I don't know. Like oh. two, two Australian foos, 16 American. <laughs> just have to put it I understand. Yeah. And so what, what does this game game gold get you? Well, it will allow you to buy executions and skill upgrades and booster packs uh, for the multiplayer aspect. And granted, you probably don't need a lot of this. You definitely don't need 4 million gold or probably even a 1 million gold. Uh, you could probably just rack up a couple uh, hundred thousand and be good with it. Uh, it'll help you get it's stuff free. like... Keep uh, buying. It'll, it'll help you use the booster packs to get some rare items, um, which is related to an achievement. Uh, there's another one for getting a tier 5 item in multiplayer. And so you have to rank up to unlock tier 5, but you can constantly use this free gold in order to buy booster packs to get uh, rare stuff for your current tier. And it, you know, it'll help you in different ways. And they also have potions that help you increase your focus and a lot of other stuff, but Mm -hmm. free in-game currency, who knows if it's going to go away right now. It's, it's here and it's, uh, no consequences. It seems for, uh, treating it like a buffet. Yeah, even if you haven't started the game, you can go ahead and just collect all this gold. So if you want to play the game in the future, you might as well get it now. Um, there's no harm. You're not going to pop an achievement by getting the gold. So you might as well just go ahead and do it. Uh, I, I went ahead and I took advantage of this and I got, oh, <laughs> I got, I got a, a mill, maybe a mill and a half. Um, <laughs> but I had already had some from playing some of the multiplayer um, Coliseum type stuff. And uh, I think that's what is what broke is that gold rewards from Coliseum broke. Yes. So for whatever reason, they they made the gold free. Uh, so yeah, get in on that and do it now. It doesn't hurt you. And yeah. I don't know the specifics, but it, we're saying multiplayer. There is a solo portion of multiplayer, and so you could do a lot of this leveling by yourself. Uh, and very yes. few achievements actually require multiple people. Yes, you, the, um, you have experience with this, right, El? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I checked. I was level 44. And I think you need to be level 45 to get to tier 4. And then you need to get to level 90 to be tier 5. So you well, do need to play quite a quickly. bit. Oh. I'm level yeah. 6. Oh, really? Yeah, so <laughs> to get the equip your first tier 5 item, you still need to play quite a bit to get to level 90. Was the um the next point I was going to make. And in the core game, you need to achieve rank 100. And then they were nice enough to add uh, up to 150 and 200. And the, yeah. And the gold will help you rank up too. You get the potions and yep. you use the potions to max out your focus and max out other things that in- increase your multiplier, which increase your XP. So, you know, getting the gold now will also help you uh, get to that tier five faster. So being as high rank as you are, did that come with boosting a little bit? And what does the boosting look like if you did that? Is it just, is it literally playing the game or are you actually boosting? Which thing, Rise? Yes. There was a trick to go through a certain stage and then if you keep taunting, you keep your combo up and then you, um, if, if you're about to die, you quit out and then you go back in and then it uh, keeps your combo. 
there's some sort of trick to just keep that going on an endless loop. Hmm. That's nifty. But, but the loading times in the game are horrendous. And the boosting is you and a partner against the computer. So you're not playing against other people. It's, it's a cooperative. What would you call that, Al? A cooperative boost? What would you call that? I would call it cooperative fun. <laughs> nice. I like. I really liked the campaign in in Rise, but I feel like the multiplayer is kind of tacked on. Not that great. It seems now, if it was a co-op campaign, that would have been It seems like it's too. a better solo game. No, yeah. Sure. Well, speaking of all this boosting, we got a question from Chewy on Ice. He had Oh, Chewy. Chewy with his poop brown his like new Wookiee win. His new poop brown emoji color and he, <laughs> the emoji thingy jig. Yes. Hi, Chewy. He has a question, and his question is, would you rather self-boost a few achievements you need on your own for a shortish amount of time or do a community boosting session for those and other achievements for a longer period of time? What about you, Nate? Well, that's an interesting question, um, which is totally subjective. It really depends upon... Uh, the achievements, the game, uh, everything else that's going on. Uh, for instance, I had an RTDL Chivo for Battle Block Theater, which was trading 10 items with different people. That would have been annoying for me to reach out and get you know 10 people to just <laughs> sit there and let me trade an item with. So rather than do that, I created 10 alts, and I did it myself. Really? That seems like... More work and way more. Yeah. <laughs> well, I already had a bunch of alts from um, ultimate <laughs> ultimate chess, um, and as a uh, hermit, I already had a lot of alts from all sorts of other boosts. So as I need more alts, I just create a few, and so now I have about ten available to me. Some of those are the ones that I set up. Some are not. Deuce moose, thrice moose. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, I got a couple of those Penthamoose. Um, <laughs> so, I, I, gosh, I need a better naming scheme. Next question is: What is your naming scheme for alt? Um, <laughs> then, uh, then you have other uh, achievements or other games like Burnout, and that um, would be annoying to boost by yourself and to load up alts and then crash into those alts. And so, that was better to just get into a small group or a large group, depending on how many people needed it at a time. Um, so it re- to me, it really depends on what you need, when you need it. Um, what about you guys? Fine, I'll go next. I, of course, crave the social interaction with people. Uh, there was this one time while I was at work, and there was this guy, yes, his name was Nate. Mm. I said, hey, Nate, want to get this uh, co-op achievement in Wargroove? <laughs> 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 Or actually, it was a multiplayer achievement. Yeah, and that's the type of stuff that I guess you could make an alt on a second Xbox and just do, but that's no fun. Whether it takes two seconds or 30 hours, I would rather enlist the help of someone, uh, whether it be Michelle or anybody in the community. I'd love to hop into parties and chat with people. And yeah, the obvious big one that I did was with Michelle. It was for WWE 13 to get the gold rank. I've talked about that in the beginning of our illustrious show but yeah a lot of people double box this one because it took about i don't even remember 10 or 20 hours or something like that per person <laughs> so but that's the way i prefer to do it whether it's co-op it, multiplayer rather 
be social and get it done with others. I guess another factor to consider is what system is it on? <clears throat> like 360, mm-hmm. that's kind of annoying for people to get on. And then you have to deal with headsets and can they be on, you know, X1 chat versus whatever they want to call that 360 thing that is obviously not chat, but it's more just like uh, wind on a mic. I mean, if you have a, a one and an, uh, with the backwards compatible 360 game and the, um, and you can easily toggle between both, both systems, it's not that bad, but just going between inputs on the TV and dealing with controllers and on both systems is just annoying to me. What about you, Corey? Yeah, <clears throat> I'm, I'm probably in the, the community boosting camp, um, I was trying to think about this and I, I don't do a lot of boosting sessions. Uh, and that's just, just because uh, usually I'm not interested in the game, but that Hawking keeps coming to mind is probably the perfect example of uh, both sides of the fence here. I, I do have one alt account. Hawking was a free game. And at one point I had two Xbox ones in my house. And so I tried because nobody wanted to play Hawken. I tried boosting that game with myself. And while it was easy to get matched up, uh, the idle kick times were not helpful. Uh, it, it didn't help that my Xboxes were not in the same room. So I was running <laughs> back and forth. Uh, I w- good thing that didn't, this did not pan out because I would have quickly became frustrated with the uh, sniping achievement and the repairing achievement. Uh, I do remember like holding the other controller in my hand shooting and then like holding down B as watching myself repair from the other TV. And it was, it was crazy, but, uh, we eventually, I eventually convinced you guys to, to boost it and it turned out to be a great time and easy Twisted boost. Arms. And, uh, we, we led several, several regimes through the ranks there, uh, including, everybody's favorite story time teller, O.L. Roy, O.M.J. Um, and so, yeah, I'll probably go with community boosting. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not one to, it's going to set up, you know, 10 alts. Not that that's anything's wrong with that. Uh, I definitely have more emails than that. I could, I could set it up, but, uh, but yeah, I, if I, if I need to get something done and other people can benefit and again, you know, help me, then I'll probably pick the community over, Oh, like um, myself, like Chess Ultra, <laughs> Chins Fifty Alt. Yeah, that that is actually that one I, I kind of missed out on, and I oh, no. regret. So, uh, speaking of Hawken, if you missed out on that one, uh, tough luck, X. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, one thing I'd also like to say is I'm not like uh, if you remember Randy. Randy had what was it eight? At least eight Xbox 360s and eight copies of games that he would oh, self-boost. Raw. Yeah, but I I go kind of a little bit towards that. I, I have invested in a little bit of tech that allows me to plug multiple consoles into an HDMI box and then have an HDMI splitter so I can have four things up on one TV. So that makes what? it easy for me to yeah, it makes it easy for me to switch through controllers. So when I was doing my um, Battle Block Theater boost, I had my 360 
<clears throat> and my Xbox One plugged into this splitter box. And then my TV had both consoles side by side. So I could very easily move both uh, people at the same time. Now, I still had to log in and out of accounts on my Xbox One, but this really beats the uh, the same thing that I had, Corey, when I was doing Titanfall, which was run downstairs, run upstairs, <laughs> run downstairs. That was super annoying. Uh, and there were other games where I was doing that as well. Running from the office to the um, to the TV, because um, I was remoting into this other Xbox, and it was so worth the... Uh, Gosh, I guess it was like a hundred, maybe a little more than a hundred to get this thing that would allow you to do that. There might be cheaper versions, but that was the one that I found. Uh, it was reviewed pretty well. Um, that's, that's a you know, it's, it's better than buying eight Xboxes, um, I think. But there are tech solutions to that as well. You got that right. What about solutions to life? So we have a question from Skeptical Mario that we've been. Uh, not really life. It's achievement hunting. Uh, we got a question from Skeptical Mario that came in a few weeks ago, and uh, just this—it's uh, finally time to answer it. So, if achievement hunting 101 is an introduction to achievement hunting, what specialized achievement hunting class would you teach, and why? His example includes Japanese visual novels, or. Handling randoms in boosting sessions. <laughs> <laughs> so, I gave this a quick thought, and my class would be Dad Gaming 101. So, this would include time management uh, and the joys. You have to find new joys when you uh, have to manage your gaming time. Uh, I, I, I think about... All day long while I'm at work, what am I going to play? And then I don't get to play, you know, any of it. But the stuff I do get to play uh, is planned out for the most part. The contests do help with that. Um, and I've, it, it probably depends on the person, but I've kind of, I've gotten really used to and enjoyed the planning aspect of it. So planning is part of the game now. Um, and, uh, you know, Picking out which achievements I'm, I'm going to try to go for and, and which achievements I just, you know, can't go for anymore. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't, I can't make attempts at, uh, at what is it, desert bus right now in my life. It just would never happen. Um, but the, the, the sequel class, Dad Gaming, you know, 202 or whatever, that will be when you get to play with your kids when they get older. I, I, I'll be taking that class uh, shortly. But right now, as they're still young and uh, for me and trying to find my game time, which is usually doesn't start till 9 p.m., uh, and I still have to find a way to sleep, uh, that, that time management is key to, uh, to, to the whole aspect of uh, achievement hunting and gaming for me. Uh, and then that also includes not playing other systems and stuff like that. So, like, I have a Switch, but uh, that thing's not getting played. L, <laughs> you, yes. uh, you said you'll be ready. Are you ready? Mm, for what? Your Nate, course offering. <laughs> what elective do you have? Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a tie between uh, get awesome game sharing partners to buy me games and then carry me through them 101. Or... Big, sweaty, half-naked men who engage in choreographed fake fighting in their underwear 101. Those would be the classes I would teach. 
useful life skills. <laughs> Which one sounds betterer? Probably the first. One. Yeah, the first. Yeah. The former. The Unless former. Unless you combine the two and find a big, sweaty, <laughs> half-naked guy in underwear that would boost with you. And buy and me game share. And buy you game share. And carry me on their backs. Yeah. <laughs> They're sweaty, oily I'm glad back. you thought of that. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, The I enjoy wrestling games and I enjoy co-op and multiplayer games. So those are the things I uh, would specialize in, I would say. Gotcha. Well, mine wouldn't be a full class. This would be like a, you know, where I went to college, it was called a Jan term uh, or an elective. It would be a, you know, a short uh, three, two or, th- you know, I guess was it three weeks, four weeks? I can't remember. I guess four, right? Because it's, if it's a Jan term, it's over January. So you've got a couple weeks. Um, so no more than four. Uh, and I would uh, name that uh, How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Backlog. Nice. Thank you. And I don't thank get you, it. Yeah, that's okay. I, I wouldn't <laughs> expect it to. So this... <laughs> Kush has a strange love for achievements, so... <laughs> yes, yes. And you can call me a doctor. So this course, this this elective course, would teach you how to stop worrying about all those games on your shelf um, and just keep buying them every week. Uh, and don't worry about how big that pile is getting or the looks that your wife might be giving you or the Uh-oh. fact that your children will not be able to go to college and take <laughs> this course. Just don't worry about it. Just just get that sweet, sweet gamer score. You know, Keep collecting the games because they'll allow you to do all sorts of things, all sorts of challenges, uh, maybe challenges where you have to, I don't know, um, get an achievement in a game that starts with a particular letter, that allows you to spell mm. out a phrase or a word. Mm. I am just spitballing here. Um, does that you... sound like a thing you could do? Sure. Are you gamer tag challenging Gwen? I am gamer tag challenge Gwen. Easy for me to say. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, what is this gamer tag challenge wag? So the monthly gamer tag challenge is a contest that we are taking with Freemhole's Blessing. This was something that was over at Zed to Zed, and uh, when those services started shutting down, Freem said uh, he was more than happy to let us take this over. So we are continuing this, and the way this challenge works um, is that we take a list of gamer tags, and every month we will select one, possibly two gamer tags. And we will then have uh, anyone that wants to participate will list out the gamer tags and they will attempt to spell that gamer tag by earning an achievement in a game that begins with the letter. So if you're trying to spell out foo-foo cuddly poof, you would have to play a game and earn an achievement in that game that starts with an F and then a game that starts with U. You do not have to do them in sequence, so you can do them out of order. You can spell the poof before the before the foo-foo <laughs> uh, if you wanted to um <clears throat> and uh all <laughs> we will be posting all of the rules up uh in the discord for you to look at <laughs> and you can uh ask all sorts of questions there but that is the monthly gamer tag challenge that we will be picking up in two days probably by the time you hear this uh it's going on Yep, there will most likely be a Discord channel that will be used for submissions uh, for this. Uh, it will be called Gamertag Challenge. There will be a top post that will be pinned that will tell you rules. 
Uh, there will be some sample code that you can use to copy and paste your submissions, and then you can just edit them uh, as you uh, as you go throughout your month, or you could just wait until you're you know you're all done. I know a lot of people like to kind of plan it out in those kind of posts, and then uh, can just edit it from there. But uh, Matriarch will do the checking. I believe it's going to be her to make sure everything's cool and valid. Uh, She's just going to look at timestamps, so you have to make sure, obviously, that you unlock the achievements within that month and that they uh, align with the the rules, with the letters and all that, and then uh, you get points, and they'll be apprised, uh, most likely. So, uh, again, all the details will be in Discord. Don't we want to name our first person? Um, do we have that? Is that, is that set in stone? I say yes, it will be. So our first Gamertag challenge will be Jay Black, Woo! our favorite uh, Canadian game developer that we know of. So <laughs> his Gamertag is J-B-A-L-A-C-Q. So that Q might trip you up. Remember that substitution rule Koosh mentioned before if you don't have one of those games. J is uh, also if, partially difficult. Yeah. Usually we pick a tag that's a little bit longer, but just to get everyone introduced to the concept and to introduce the hard letter and how we handle substitutions, figured J Black was the perfect person to start us off. Yes. Uh, and if you can't, it, you can't at least get this, myself, take it over to Weenie Hut Juniors. Okay. Uh, at least myself and Chip, uh, I, I'm sure a couple other uh, people on the podcast will post our submission plans and you could copy those and uh, and get motivated that way. But never fret if you don't have any of these games, always be on the lookout for a sale uh, and you might come up with Ooh. something good for this competition. Uh, one thing that people like to do is bleed out their games uh, for it. So if you have a more rare game, like an e-game, for example, uh, Artifacts Monday, like what's it called, Eventide or something like that, uh, pop an achievement every month, keep that e-game squared away for uh, this contest, and uh, you'll be good to go for a while. Speaking of sales, what are you getting? What are you getting this week, Corey? I uh, Probably only one game, and guess what? It does work with Jay Black. Oh, that would be now? Chasm, and for me, it's a dual, dual what? wielded sword sorry, here. What, what was that called? Chasm. Sure. Chasm. 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 Sure. Chasm. Chasm. <laughs> sure. sure it is. Oh, like no, no, just like Trisler. And, uh, <laughs> uh, that's what I wrote. This is awkward. <laughs> okay. Uh, now I'm, you're, I'm second guessing myself. <laughs> Guys are mean. Oh, sorry. We're not, you're from Tennessee. It's okay. Do whatever. I don't want to be mean. How would you say it? I would say chasm, but that's just <laughs> damn. <laughs> but that's just my <laughs> education. <laughs> it's the East Coast education. That's just the East. Yes, yeah, just the East Coast thing. You're not going to find that all over the country. Don't worry. Chasm. Chasm pronunciation. is very common. Yes. Um, it's chasm. definitely chasm. Damn you, Google. Oh, I'm glad you asked before. I'm getting Chasm that's hey. on sale. It, it fits in J Black, and it's a Metroidvania game, currently half off at $10. So it's one that is missing from my library of MV. And so, yeah, Chasm. 
Definitely not chasm. Don't say that. Yeah. Um. So, you know, my turn next. I'm gonna suggest a charming game. Uh, <laughs> Carming game. Yeah. I'm, and I'm gonna I'm gonna echo your chasm, obviously, because it's a Metroidvania, and I love I love me some Metroidvanias. And you guys uh, stay ahead is, of him. It's going to uh, remind you. I hope I hope you'll find uh, that it reminds you a little bit of Time Spinner. Uh, it's I see a lot of similarities in in it, and it reminds me also of some uh, some of the Castlevania games, the especially like the Game Boy or 3DS type uh, Castlevania games. Um, I didn't <laughs> find anything really good in the sales, um, and so basically I'm just looking at. I'm just looking at a couple things that oh, I'm just interested in, but they're not great. Trying for... to show my boxers. Wow, <laughs> but they are not great. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Speaking of chasms, <laughs> I showed my butt track. <laughs> so in the sales, I don't really see anything that's really good for um, uh, talking about achievements, but I do see some uh, guilty pleasures that I would like to own. Uh, and maybe put into that backlog. Uh, and they are Megaton Rainfall, a $10 down from 15 It's got 4,061 TA. It's an open-world superhero FPS sim. Um, and it has a really interesting achievement called Apocalyptic. And in Apocalyptic, you are trying to destroy the Earth. And that happens to be one of the... Um, can't remember the contest. Why can't I remember the contest? G-Task. No, or TDL. Uh, BCM. Uh, BCM. That happens to be a BCM Freemold Challenge category, is destroying the Earth. So, I mean, it literally says it in the description. So $10 down from $15. i am going to check it out. It looks kind of interesting. And then there's Anima Gate of Memories, uh, $7 down from $19.99 with 3,299 TA. It's an action RPG, and someone described it as Dark Souls meets Near Automata. A tomato so <laughs> that sounds interesting to me and the price is right but i can't really speak to the achievements l is there anything anything in the sales that looks interesting to you anything that makes you want to take your shirt off <laughs> there's a chasm in my soul chasm uh these sales were pretty lackluster so i'm gonna say that michelle is only buying me chasm Street Fighter 30th Anniversary at 50% off is still 20 bucks. It's probably not bad, but those are the only couple things that I see that I would even consider. So we've also got the announcement of the upcoming Games of Gold. Kind of a... It's a meh, meh month. I don't, I don't really know meow. what to make of it. Meow? Meow, <laughs> meow month. <laughs> There's a word for that. It's meow. All right, meow. So, where were we? First game that we're getting... Well, let me say this. On the Xbox One side... Available August 1st to the 31st is Gears of War 4. Available August 16th to September 15th is Forza Motorsport 6. And then on a th- we on a 360 side, we have uh, Torchlight available August 1st to the 15th. And then Castlevania Lords of Shadow. Mm, that sounds weird. Available August 16th to the 31st. So... Uh, I don't, I, I don't know what to think of this month. Like, what my first reaction to it was like, hey, this is actually a pretty good month. This is, you know, some decent titles in here. But then I'm starting to think about it. You know, Gears of War 4, that's on Game Pass. 
Forza Motorsport 6, as while it is, or from what I've heard, it is a good game. Forza Horizon 4 is better and on Game Pass. And I'm not really into racing games, especially because this is more a simulation, so meh. Meow. Uh, Torchlight, <laughs> I've heard, is ex- is very, very good. And Castlevania, I don't care. So <laughs> You were doing so well. <laughs> yeah, you just... but i mean we've had better months i think but i don't i don't think this is a terrible month in all honesty and i was kind of wondering i know our our community hated it we don't think there's anyone actually happy about this not not true in our community but i was looking at the comments on like twitter and facebook it seems like there's actually quite a bit of positivity to this month usually there's just nothing but negativity for free games but about i would say about 75 percent of comments comments are actually interested in this and we're happy about these games what do you guys think i think it's achievement hunters we are uh cheap for the most part so Very something true. like gears of war 4 would not interest us uh one a lot of us probably got it for free or it's in game pass or we picked it up for like four bucks mm-hmm. uh, and we already have access to it uh, along with that is typically we don't flutter to a 200 hour completion so, so something like forza motorsport 6 probably doesn't That's interest a, a lot of us hour completion I think that's what uh, TA said. It's a lot of driving. Yeah, yeah 200 plus hours Jeez. according to the completion estimate. Not uh, to mention, 7 is the most recent one, right? So it's taking a step back. Is it? Yes. Oh, that's right. Also, there is a 7. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe some people would would like it because they're... I know nothing about it, so this could be wrong. But it, there's typically like some server closure stuff related to that stuff, right? So that could happen. Um, they're, every time they put a Forza game as games with gold, they, they pull the game. So yeah. there's that. Yeah. Uh, Torchlight's 200 points. Nobody cares about that. What? Well, Torch, <laughs> Torchlight, Torchlight hey. was smart because Torchlight 2 comes out September 3rd. So yeah, Torchlight that, was actually pretty smart. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the 360 offerings, in my mind, is uh, for personally, is the ones that are more exciting in this category just because... Uh, I already have Gears and I played it and I don't care about Forza, but I think as Achievement Hunters, it's probably a little weaker of a month, um, but more for casuals. Criti- cr- critically acclaimed, this is probably a really good month. Mm-hmm. I can agree with that. Two huge AAA games, but they seem like the type of games that if you had an interest in them, you would have already played them. Yeah. That's why I think it's a bit weak. I like the 360 games, and I especially like the fact that that means that these are backwards compatible, mm-hmm. uh, and I've already got them. I don't have to worry about the fact that, oh, they're backwards compatible, and now I have the discs, but I have to put the disc in. But now I don't ha- even have to do that. So, um, And Torchlight didn't have a disc, I don't think, at all. It yeah. was digital only. Uh, but that's a great game. That's It's fun. You know, if you like Diablo, Torchlight uh, is a great. Came out in 2011. I'm pretty sure I bought it when it was uh, 400 Microsoft points <laughs> on sale. <laughs> Whatever strange currency that uh, is. Probably that's, dived in and that was it. That's a throwback. But, yeah. Well, that's how it used to be. It, I mean, Gears of War 4, that seems kind of obvious considering Gears 5 is coming out. Not Gears of War 5. Gears 5 is coming out. 
Yeah, these seem like strategic releases. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They're free, so you can't complain. But I, I may try Forza Motorsport Six. This is America 2019. We can complain all we want. <laughs> they can't all be Fair. guacamole's. Mm. Come on. That's like the weakest month we've ever had with that game. <laughs> Wait, what? How dare you, sir? I like when it's those indie games launching in games with gold. Those are the best. Those well, are yeah, the days. You those were the don't days. Don't own it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that exactly. helps. It's brand new. You couldn't have purchased it. So. Right. Yeah, there's some good points of that. But I don't know. Let's move on to... You can just still claim them and make sure that they're in your pool. Exactly. Right. Put them... Curate your list for the RTDL. To take them out. (laughs) Uh, You know you want the 200-pointer Castlevania in your list, Corey. I could see it on your face. You want it. That, that, That Vania is not a Vayner, so I'm not interested... He's lying. Oh, but he's not lying. And plus, and plus, that Castlevania is not two hundred pointer. It, it is the thousand. Yeah. Oh, it's plus, deal, plus DLC has right. score. Yeah. Okay, so maybe there is some redemption for that horrible game. Yes, let's move into the RTDL roundup. We've got a couple of people that have acquired their full combos. We actually have hmm. six this month, this week. So. Wow, you guys were uh, really pushing it to try to get it in before the end of the month. First up, we... Hey, boy, 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 boy. (laughs) (laughs) Those people are Kronos, Death Dealers, Skeptical Mario, Framehole. Uh, Who cares about that guy? Reset 42. No, I'm okay. And it's L. Congratulations, guys. What what team is Reset on... The purples, meh. The jesters. Okay, so we have one Jesterado, one Mario Party, two Frames Dream Team, and two. They still haven't made up their team name. Oh, something just happened. I as I'm looking at the leaderboard, it changed. What that was weird. Was there another one? Is there another awesome push? Someone else get one. What are you talking about? Nobody's. Nobody's. As I was looking at it, just uh, changed. I just changed positions. Fug jumped ahead. That was weird. Oh, there they go. That was weird. I've never seen it change before my eyes like that. Yeah, the internet's magic like that. Yeah, look. <laughs> we just had a scan. Yeah, Fug jumped ahead of me, the jerk. That was crazy. All right. Yes. Congratulations, you guys, for your full combos. So uh, what are we up to? How many have gotten it this month? There's been a ton. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Homer's at twenty-four. As we speak, Fugs at 21. And How many full combos outside of the top 10, though? That's the real challenge. Wildwood Mike and Elroy and Fug are dropping their preloads. Not that we know anything about that. And a lot's going to happen in the next day or two. That's crazy. RTDL has been booming lately. Oh, and Kingsman. Little, little guy. And Corey only cares about the full combos outside of the top 10 because he's in it i'm just saying it takes there's skill to that yeah but to answer your question there's three full combos not in the top 10 and high road is in position 19 right now and he has 24 out of 25 unlocks oh and pluto is 24 out of 25 and he's 21 21st place they'll get there crazy that's nuts 
It's all about the draw. Hey, wait. Some people, some people, Kirkland like to uh, are, are have masters curating. Hi, Road. You've been at twenty four or twenty five for like three weeks now. What the heck? Try to get the last minute one. That's high road for two. Maybe for three, we'll get it right away. Man, that was that was something. Yes. Uh, other contests we're talk about is the G task. We got the solo side this time for the bonus, and it is to end the scoring period with a gamer score evenly dis- divisible by twenty nineteen. Gross. Do you remember what those numbers are? <laughs> <laughs> Rain Man? Yeah, uh, you didn't ask a cheapo bot. 4,048. Uh, and you're, you're ready to Sit. lost. <laughs> <laughs> 2019, 4,038, 6,057, 8,076, and 10,095. Of course, there's more, but who's going to score that much in a week? Jimbot UK and Jimbot USA. Well, with G-Task, obviously, <laughs> with each week, there are, have been some eliminations. On the team side, Shababble Bobble's team has been eliminated. And also, his team, he's also been taken out of the inv- individual side, along with Mike Pitch and Facial LaFleur. So no badges for you. Let's move on to our final segment with our proclamation point. Elliot, if you will do the honors. Uh-oh. You used my government name. Proclamation point. Our good friend, Dunkos, who was mistakenly <laughs> referred to as Dunces before in the Discord today. <laughs> <laughs> I got a nice chuckle out of that one. Uh, he got 225 completos. P-Tart. Pretty. Thank you. Has 450 completions. Chin Doctor. Got a nice round one. 500 completions. Waka Pale. 550. And not to be outdone, Sangrias with 1,550 completions. Wowee. That's a lot. Yeah. How many ACA games are out now? He has them all done. Tropan has reached a completion percentage of 66%. So that's at least half. It is at High least road. half. <laughs> High Road. High Road. Damn it, X. Get out of my head. 6,750 achievements. Kushmos. 12,500 achievements. The Arabic Jimbot. 20,000 <laughs> achievements won. Don't laugh. Jimbot Canada has reached a new milestone of 20,000 achievements. And Sangrias, 48,500 achievements. Uh, Death Dealers is currently on a one-year achievement streak. And Jim Doctor, Beast Metal, and Jay Black are all on 10-day streaks. Well done, guys. They are? You had the work out. Yeah, I had to get that one in. Oh, yeah. So with Death Dealers' uh, one-year streak, it's a 2,000 achievement win streak. So I believe... So she's popped around five achievements daily, so that's pretty good. Because there's definitely those days where I pop just one achievement just to keep that streak going. Just to hold so, off the shakes. Yeah. Got them shakes, shakes, shakes. All about them shakes. Exenua has reached a foof! 100,000 gamer score. Woohoo! Way to go. Jimba China has seven foofs. 
700,000 gamer score. And Stan has three quarters of a million. Wow, 750,000 gamer score. Good nice. job. Nice. Good job, Stan. X the Hero, loathe that guy, <laughs> has 1,200,000 TA score. Now, how is this possible? Jimbot Japan is now in the top 50 of the England <laughs> Gamer Score leaderboard. Why do you keep changing his name, Kenny? Confusing me. Elephalalalalala77 is now in the top 200 of the completed games leaderboard for Vayners. I guess we'll toot that horn again. Rocker Dude, number one in Tennessee TA leaderboards for Vayners. Popeye the Sailor Man. Beep. Yeah, they probably never even saw what? that in syndication. Yeah. Not even the Robin Williams one. It's they, too old for them. They probably haven't even watched Looney Tunes. I've seen Looney Tunes. Uh, <laughs> High Road. Uh, his favorite genre of bowling is now in the top 20 of TA. Wow. <laughs> but That's a thing that I just read. One of the most obscure genres. Uh, Hatton32 is now in the top 10,000 of the England Gamer Score leaderboard. And uh, even though Kush asked last week, you still didn't put any commas, so I had to look at that really carefully. <laughs> Kronos is now in the top 50 of the Virginia Gamer Score leaderboard. And Kronos go. was, of course, at Achievement Fest. And hopefully we hear more about that a little later. Um, Mad Eye Pedicure something. <laughs> Mad Eye Pedi has achieved a milestone of 30 years on the planet. I no. think that's thirty oh, years. Of you tr- being fooled dive. me too. Eh, oh we'll say he's we'll say he's thirty. That's fine. Happy birthday. happy birthday, Mad Eye Pad Eye. This week in the community spotlight, we would like to thank our Patreon members. That's right. Yes. Last week we fired up the Patreon, and we already have several people helping us out. Thank uh, you. And we'd just like to thank you uh, from the bottom of our black black hearts. <laughs> um, we're gonna read your names off. Uh, there's Whether you Chewy. like it or not. There's Fight Club. There's Old Man Fog. There's High Road Vatu. There's <laughs> Jay Black. Thank you, Jables. There's Skeptical Mario. Death Dealers. Dino Bull. Doughboy. FLFFFF77. Change your name. Fighter X93 Chip. Freemole. Hatton90. Nubel. No, Officer no, Zero. Dino Bull. It's Dino Bull? Why it's does it Dino say Bull. Bull? There's a Dino Bull and a Bull. I'll tell you oh. later. Oh, okay. Well, there's there's a story behind that. Ooh. Then there's Thomas234. Thank you, Tommy. And Black Buff. Okay. Yes, thank you all so much for the support. Uh, it's it's insane that we've already have this many patrons, and it's been a freaking week. Like... <laughs> I didn't expect to have this much support this quickly, so thank you all so much. It's that is awesome. Don't even I literally have no idea what to say. Like literally. Thank you, everybody. Alright, and for our early adapter ad- adopters for our Patreon, we have a special giveaway for you guys. Thank you for supporting Ooh. us week one. Here we go. We're gonna spin the wheel live on air. Let's go. Right here. Let right now. Nice. Where it stops, nobody knows. And congratulations to Jay Block. Oh, nice. Yay. Ooh, let me is that a real wheel? Up. It is a real wheel. I can show you. 
See, it's a real wheel. Wow, it looks just like on the price of How does that fit in your room? I don't know what that was. <laughs> it's definitely not the Swedish anthem. It's the Canadian album. Ah, okay, the Canadian anthem. Sorry, I don't know what it is. Oh, sorry. Uh, all right. Congratulations, Jables. We will get you that code eventually. That's Corey's job. But yes, if you would like to support us, thank you very much if you do. If you would like to, you can head on over to our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash achievementhunting101. Link will be in the show notes. Uh, we understand that not everyone can. We totally, we totally get that. Uh, this is only for those that are able to. Uh, if you do decide to support us, we have, as of right now, the re- the rewards are for Discord. But also, you're helping to fund prizes for the Gamer Score Challenge yes. and any other contests we decide to do. Um, we will do random giveaways from time to time, I'm sure, for uh, our Patreons. Oh, and also, nobody tell Jables that he won in the Discord. Let him uh, hear it for himself first, please. No spoilers. Yes, no spoilers. Not even with the spoiler Corey. tag. It's not Sailboy. Don't spoil it. That one time that I won on a Zed podcast and they messaged me before the freaking episode came out. Right. Jerks. When the topic that I won for was about spoilers. I <laughs> <clears throat> you know Chip's going to spoil it for him. Chip, you jerk. All right. Well, that- go play some uh, Miles and Otis. That will about do it for us this week. If you guys enjoyed the show, please like and review us on your platform of choice. And it's a great and easy way that will really help us out. And wherever it is that you're listening to us, please be sure to smash that subscribe button. If you would like to send us a Twitter tweet, you can do so by sending us one on the Twitter at Achievements101. Be sure to follow the mixer at AH101. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. And make sure you hit that mm-hmm, notification mm-hmm. bell when you do. Oh, and be a Kirkland subscribe to our uh, YouTube channel. And he was, been, I think he's been listening back to older episodes because he was talking about something. Yeah, so all the old episodes Sequels, are on there. Elroy's. The streams are on there. Yeah, he was listening to uh, Elroy and old VSS. Last week's live stream is on there. So if you would like to see all of us and, you know, Angel Waka, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, um, <laughs> you can see him as. It's not Sailway. It's not Sailway. More, most importantly, please join the Discord. Come be a part of the community. You can get access to all the giveaways and hear about all of our random nonsense. The Discord link is discord.io slash ah101. Heyo. All right, guys. Class is dismissed. Talk to you next week. Bye. I could have sworn you said meow. <laughs> right, meow. Gentlemen, it is time for a very sequential segment with everybody's favorite educators, X the Hero and Elroy OMJ. Love that guy. What's up, everybody? 
While the panel discusses relevant and legitimate topics like news and sales and contest updates on a weekly basis, here at Very Sequential Segment, we like to keep things on the whimsical side, do some things that are a little weird, a little quirky, abstract, whatever you'd like to call it. For whatever reason, though, circumstance has dictated that the last several of our segments have been of more practical natures, dealing with things such as the spring season, marriage, and greatest hits of the number 50. Well, today's topic is an old-school one that harkens back to the days of old when we discussed nonsensical and ridiculous things like top games that would make good skate parks, or top biblical-style plagues inspired by achievements, or the infamous top five childhood obesity achievements. So, on that note, Today, we bring you the top three reasons that Big L is an asshat. Okay, okay, I'm kidding. Today, we are bringing you the top three most ungrateful characters and why they are asshats. Like Big L. Now, when I say we, I don't mean me and Jeffy. He's still sleeping off a bamboo coma. But I, of course, mean the man who is 154th in gamer score on Xbox 360 in Tennessee. He is Elroy O.M.J. What's up, good sir? Oh, man. Well, it's, it's a pleasure to be here. I, I can't wait to uh, dive on into this mysterious topic. I got uh, my my battle cat found a way into the room. <laughs> so uh, if you hear some purring, that's just because he just loves the sound of my voice. And that's battle cat, not Kelly Kelly. <laughs> yes, right. Kelly does not purr at the sound of my voice. <laughs> That's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, before I introduced you, I uh, mulled over the idea, since this is episode 53, I thought of introducing some pleasant threes, but I decided to pass on that one. Was that a good call? Oh, that, no, I would have enjoyed that. Oh, no. Yeah. Ah, all right. Well, I guess you win some, you lose some, right? <laughs> <laughs> Keep up the good fight. All right, I'll I'll see what I can do. So as I've said, this week's topic is the top three most ungrateful characters. And this is very fitting because here at VSS, we know a lot about ingratitude. I will start off on a positive note, though, uh, because we know a lot about the opposite, too, as evidenced by the rapid growth of our newly established Patreon. To everybody who has pledged to support us, you're amazing people, and we are forever grateful. When it comes to ingratitude, though, well... These segments don't write themselves, folks. And no, I'm not talking about money. There will never be any pressure to support us financially, but at least give some feedback. You know what I mean? From recent memory, VSS 47, two mentions in podcast discussion. VSS 50, literally one mention in podcast discussion. We (laughs) spend at least several seconds preparing these scripts for your listening pleasure, and then we spend at least a few hours recording because you know how Elroy is, so the least you can do is (laughs) offer up a, hey, great job, so-and-so really made me smile, or, duh, (laughs) I really liked it when y'all said that thing about the thing. That would make us very, very happy. Especially since in the coming weeks, both myself and Mr. Roy are going to be surrounded with ingratitude when we go back to school. Ugh. Yeah, kid. Being administrators who think all of our needs are actually being met, parents who think our job is to teach their children and parent their children, or the kids themselves who refuse to accept that teachers are allowed to have lives outside of school, teaching in the United States is a thankless job, and I'm honestly not sure why either of us continue to put ourselves through it year after year. The SAF's a nice side perk, but... Yeah, Yeah, that's true. I don't have one of those. Yeah. Sidebar, I officially don't have any classroom at all this year. 
Oh, that's just the worst. I did that one year. Oof. I am traveling between three rooms, and no two periods are in the same room back to back. Well, you, you spoke of biblical plagues earlier. I think most teachers view roaming teachers as one of those said plagues. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't mind because there's like one in every department. There's the English floater, the math floater, the science floater, obviously. Um, but mine was stolen from me. I am not the newest member of the department. Mm. Mine was robbed, but that's a topic for another day. So uh, right. let's get right into it. And I hope you guys aren't tired of the sound of my voice yet because I am going to continue talking with this week's Honorable mention. Which goes to literally any of the sharks from Hungry Shark World. Have you played this one? No. Is that a 200-pointer? No, it's a 1,000-pointer. Oh, for real? Yeah. There's, oh. I think there's Hungry Shark Evolution, which was on Windows 8 and Windows Phone for 200. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. All right. <laughs> Hungry Shark World. It's on Xbox One. 1,000 points. It's a lot of fun. Um, Does it feature any baby sharks? Baby shark, 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 shark. shark. <laughs> it sure does. Um, and speaking of sharks, it's Shark Week. Oh. If you didn't know, uh, when, you, know. when you guys listen to this, assuming you listen to it on time, it is Shark Week. So I felt sort of obligated to mention Hungry Shark World. Um, but also, if you think about it, these sharks are the most ungrateful things basically ever. Um, I've mentioned this game before, but if you didn't listen to that, uh, it's basically Shark Simulator. And what do sharks do? They just kick ass and eat things, like, all the time. <laughs> um <laughs> That does sound like a shark. That's what sharks do. They chomp. And what do they chomp? Anything and everything. And after they chomp anything and everything, they do it again. Talk about gluttons. Their hunger knows no limits. And that's incredibly ungrateful, especially in 2019. There are only so many fish in the sea. And while <laughs> there's only one fish in the sea that I'd like to mount above my fireplace, there are many that I'd like to eat. <laughs> Whoa. Family show, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We're talking about fish in the sea. What <laughs> nothing else. Nothing else. Okay. But... That's maybe like, I don't know, 50 fish, 75 fish. Well, how about enough fish to quantify up to 309,600,000 points? I'm not totally sure how many fish that is because they're all <laughs> worth different point values. But it's got to be at least 100,000. And that's that's unnecessary. That's too many fish. And the best part, hmm. eating that much is only enough to get you four achievements and 200 gamer score. Hmm. And guess what? That hungry shark still wants more. Think of what it's <laughs> got to be doing to the global fishing economy. If nothing else, think of how hungry all the other sharks are going to be after there's no fish left. And if that wasn't enough ingratitude for you, how about the achievement called End of an Era for eating a thousand dolphins? I only purchased dolphin-safe tuna because I'm responsible, so I've never had a dolphin. But don't you think a thousand dolphins is a little overkill? That shark, <laughs> he's, he's just too greedy. Surely ten dolphins would be enough. Sounds like he's doing it on porpoise. Oh, oh, get out. <laughs> <laughs> Just let yourself out the door. <laughs> but to save the best for last, you have the feeding frenzy achievement for eating not one, not two, not three, not four, not four hours later, 9,999, but 10,000 humans. Now, Elroy, I've only ever eaten three humans, and that was enough. <laughs> The meat was tough, it tasted very, like, metallic, it didn't have a lot of flavor, so that I never felt inspired to go back and eat a fourth human. But 10,000? That just seems unnecessary, that's overkill. I <laughs> highly doubt these sharks are that hungry. And for their insatiable gluttony, and for, you know, all possible food sources that they could be eating, they're just totally ungrateful gluttons, and that, that's not cool. That is, uh... You're really making me want to play this game. It sounds like a 200-hour completion or something. Um, 
It's about a hundred hour completion. I know how much you love those. <laughs> you could you could play Iron Snout a thousand times, or <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's just a little bit outside my uh, parameters. There just barely misses the cut. Too yeah. bad. The game is very backloaded. Um, oh, if you play for like five hours, you'll get like one or two achievements, and then the rest of them are all very like summative. Like there's do this 10 times, get your first achievement. And then all the other ones are earn a billion points, eat 10,000 <laughs> dolphins, eat a million humans. And, you know, so. <laughs> we got it. Got it. I'm surprised that you have it on your tag, man. Um, you know how I am with pandas? Mm-hmm. That's how Kelsey is with sharks. So oh, man. I haven't actually played it. Kelsey has played this one because it, it's pretty much her living her dream. Shark simulator and all that. <laughs> all right. Right on. Well, you're going to be shocked to hear this, but... Am I going to be sharked to hear this? <laughs> but I got you number three. What? Yeah, I actually do get number three today. <laughs> All right, so number three. Number we three. We have... I'm, let's just back up a second. Now, hypothetically, let's say you're just having a normal day around the house. You know, normal day things. And you're spending time with your girlfriend... Now, you shouldn't probably be doing that, and I probably shouldn't be doing that. But let's just say hypothetically <laughs> that you're spending time with the girlfriend. Can I just quick uh, interrupt every time? <laughs> last year, because Kelsey was my fiance, all the kids would be like, you doing anything with your girlfriend this weekend? And I'd say like, yeah, but don't tell Kelsey. And most <laughs> most of them would get the joke, but then the stupids would be like, what? Did you just admit that? <laughs> I used to have a boss that would always introduce his wife as his first wife. <laughs> I also thought that was odd. Now, um, <laughs> I didn't like the guy. Now, uh, let's say your girlfriend's name is Paula. And so you're enjoying day-to-day stuff, eating supper, things like that. Then the demons show up. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. The demons grab her and they take her straight to hell. Straight down to hell. Well, that's what you're facing here. You face this dilemma. You are... Garcia Hotspur, and the game is Shadows of the Damned. All right, it's an Xbox 360 game released in 2011. Um, I just recently discovered this game, and uh, it was definitely an adventure. Have you ever uh, played this one? I have not. I picked it up on, I think, two times ago when it was on sale, just because I'm like, oh, it's backwards compatible, it's $5, it looks fun. I haven't played it yet. Yeah, it's hell of a ride, man. It, it actually holds up really well. So, this happens. Now, what do you do in this hypothetical situation? Your your girlfriend's just been dragged to hell, and and uh, you hadn't even finished supper yet. You're probably a little hungry. But I don't mean to be a, a callous sort, but, you know, girlfriends can be replaced. <laughs> and uh, I, I realize that I would not probably be a real good protagonist for this story because I think I might opt for the easier path. But as a demon hunter, you know, it just happens, you know, that the demons dragged a the girlfriend of a demon hunter to hell. So as a demon hunter, yeah, that old was Garcia, really bad planning on their part. <laughs> yeah, well, Garcia immediately jumps in after him and follows after them. All right, so what ensues is this. Now, this is a dark game. I mean, the lighting is terrible, so you know, make, sure, make sure to turn up the brightness. Anazemia? But also, 
<laughs> yeah, really. but this is also a dark game, right? So this subject matter, the subject matter is just hell. I mean, that's that's the whole setting. The whole game set in hell, besides the brief moment that you're not in hell, but on in route to hell. And so during this, uh, they try to really set the mood. Uh, one way they do this is that you repeatedly see Paula's death, whether she's like being ripped in half. Where like a demon just emerges from inside her and she explode her flesh explodes off the thing. Uh, she gets decapitated a lot. Sometimes she walks around, puts her decapitated head back on. Uh, she drowns in blood. You name it, she dies repeatedly, almost on every stage as you chase her down into hell. So she's like suffering over and over and over again. Jeez. Now a little sidebar, a little sidebar is the real MVP of this game is a guy named Elliot. All right, so this guy named Elliot, I guess he's a guy, but he's a demon now. <laughs> but uh, he has knives all over him, and his like he just has daggers all over him. And his only dialogue in the game is a real drawn-out uh, F.U. And it's like he's singing it, almost kind of like you singing uh, the five and top five childhood obesity achievements. It's really drawn out, and he just yells it over and over again. That's his, whole, that's his dialogue. <laughs> and so... Uh, he's really a, an enjoyable chap. And then there's also this one guy who's a friendly demon who gives you upgrades. And one time he told me that I smelled like a possum butthole. So Wow. I, yeah. That I, hits uh, you in particular really close <laughs> I to was home. Like, I know. So I can decide which guy I liked better on this game. But they're both. We'll just do co-MVPs. But anyhow, since this is an achievement show, you do get the annoying mosquito for killing old Elliot because he turns into a flying thing after he kills this other guy and blah, blah, blah. It's a, it's a thing. Now, in any case, you literally are traversing hell, which is not a great place. <laughs> you kill all kinds of great big things. You kill giant goats. Uh, you kill the Grim Reaper sisters. I believe there was three of them. You kill Cyclops monsters that squirt demons out their rectums and mouth when they die. Oh my. Uh, all this, it's all kinds of uh, shenanigans going on down there in hell now. And finally, you catch up to Fleming, who's the main boss, and who has been dragging Paula through hell and dragged her into hell. And apparently y'all have the history or something. But why is Paula a filthy ingrate? Now, as Garcia Hotspur, you didn't have to jump down that hole, but you did. You didn't have to go all the way through hell to save her. Like, literally, all the way through hell. <laughs> but you did. All right. So, you defeat Fleming. She is saved. <sighs> She's standing there all by herself. You embrace one another. The credits start to roll on the side. There's some touching music that plays. It's just a, it's a beautiful scene. And then... The crazy witch starts to choke you. Ah. And then she yeah, and then she bites you and knocks you out. Alright. When you come to, guess what happens then? Oh, she's not done. She berates you even further. She says, Why didn't you console me? Why didn't you why did you let me die all these times? Why didn't you save me? Why didn't you die with me? Now, guys, if you have a girlfriend like this, I'm <laughs> saying that there's some red flags out there. <laughs> Just all a right? couple. Just a couple, alright. Why did you make me suffer all alone? Don't you love me? Why are the demons after me? It's because of you! And she 
Yeah, she likes to deflect uh, blame here. And Jeez. Then, Why must I suffer because of you? Yeah, because I'm the one that's torturing you. I'm the, I'm the head of you know hell here, and I'm I'm the one holding you captive. <laughs> what about me? Where is my freedom? All right. So then, as you might guess, you kill her with your hot boner. Is that it? Oh well, uh, yeah. See, the hot boner is one of the guns oh in the my- game, <laughs> and so. All the guns are named after, like, penises and such. So, yeah, you kill her with your hot boner. And when you do so, you get both the... I, that was an important detail, I forgot. Now you you get both the love suicide and the till death do us part chivos. And then you either get the demon hunter chivo, if you, if you def- beat the game on medium, legion hunter on hard, or lemon hunter on easy. I do not remember which one I chose, but it, it was kind of easy so it's either lemon that is definitely not the legion so in sum at number three we have paula who is ungrateful as hell <laughs> i feel like just maybe you intentionally forgot to mention that that was the what? name of a weapon oh such accusations <laughs> <laughs> all right so on a much lighter note this week's Number two. Okay. Well, okay. Thought we forgot how to do that. <laughs> Goes to the Onion King from Overcooked. I know you've played this game. Yeah, I played it with my nephew over Thanksgiving so I wouldn't have to talk to my family. <laughs> I forgot about that. I did know that, too. Um, <laughs> yes. Do you, do you remember the story? Uh, something about the big big nothing or the big appetite or something yeah, eating the, big, the world. The big hunger yeah. is eating the world. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um. So if you haven't played it, the focus is on the gameplay and the co-op hecticness. Um, there is a story. It It's there. It's cheesy, but serviceable. Um, in a game that literally nobody is playing for the story, it, it gets the job done. It's there, <laughs> but it doesn't, it doesn't affect anything, really. It's just sort of <laughs> like a plot device. Um, but if you do pay attention to the story, you will quickly find out that King Onion is a greedy, ungrateful root educational portion of the show if you didn't know onions are root vegetables which means they grow underground and absorb most of their nutrients from the soil you had me a veggie yeah so back to business what makes king onion so ungrateful well throughout the entire first game he's in need of assistance to chase away the giant hunger like you said which is just a giant hungry monster but instead of doing literally anything about it himself he sends you to cook dishes to improve your skills until you can take on this hungry monster And what does he do the entire time? He just chills in his tent, hanging out with Kevin, his doggo. If he's good (laughs) enough, or if he's a good enough chef to be critiquing you, why the heck can't he just go take care of the monster himself? (laughs) That is a great point. Right? Why wait eight to ten hours for your skills to become sufficient to the point that you can save the world? Why not just go do it? And uh, whatever. Once you do become a good enough chef to defeat the hungry monster and save the world, what do you get in return? A hearty thank you from Lazy King Onion. But since there's no, like, voice <laughs> acting, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Seems like he at least cooked you something. Right? That's so, what he's, if he's the greatest chef in the world, why does he <laughs> need these scrubs to go say... Well, I don't know. I don't understand. I don't understand. But that's it. You get a thank you and, like, a laurel and a hearty handshake. Mm. And that 
makes it seem just even more insincere. He doesn't really care at all. He's completely ungrateful. And the kicker here is that he encourages you to go get better. (laughs) Which translates to, oh, I feel like you could do better. It's like, bro, I just saved the damn world. And you're telling me to keep training? You're not even going to give me anything other than a lousy thank you? Jeez. From an Achievement Hunter point of view, though, he is pretty rewarding, giving you some Elroy-level pun-titled achievements, such as Let Us Begin, for starting your journey, The Pieces I Ate, sorry, for cooking on a pirate (laughs) ship, Meals on Wheels for cooking on the road, Best Served Cold for cooking in the Arctic, Kitchen Nightmares, eh, for cooking in the Haunted Woods, Out of This World, for cooking in space, and I actually really like this one, Chef Flambe, for cooking in the Underworld, and uh, my favorite, The Hero of Time, and that's T-H-Y-M-E time, for saving the world, all totaling up to 691 gamer score. Oh. Uh, yeah, if uh, if you're like me and that one is a total mood killer, uh, you will need to get three stars in all the levels, which will give you a 199-point achievement, and that is not at all an easy feat, but uh, it can be done. Kelsey and I did it. So when it comes to ingratitude, I think he certainly fits the bill. Save the world, and then I'm going to judge you and do nothing to help. But wait, there's more! Billy Mays! Um... <laughs> Onion King also... Oh, let me some Billy Mays, man. Too soon, that guy. Yeah, too soon, too soon. When he, like, on cocaine I was just going to say, cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> yeah. Stay away from drugs, kids. Winners don't do drugs. Um, crystal meth. They, they just drink scotch. <laughs> After they're 21. Mm. And can afford it, because scotch is an expensive beverage of choice. Anyway, Onion King also needs you to rescue him from the jungle... Well, he does nothing but wait for you to rescue him, and he needs you to save Christmas by cooking literally everything while he again does nothing to help and just sits and watches. And that's only the first game. In the sequel, (laughs) he has for some reason summoned a horde of unbred, which is literally what it sounds like, zombie bread. And again, (laughs) the story was cheesy, but gets the job done. So while the unbred are attacking the world, guess what King Onion is doing while he tells you to go out and save it again? Hmm. Hmm? Did you guess nothing? (laughs) Because he does nothing, and once again, offers you nothing but his thanks. (laughs) He's like that guy that just, like, everybody helps him out, and he gets everybody to do things for him, and he'll Mm -hmm. never return the favor, and he never, like, helps out, and then he wonders why he has no friends. Hmm. And the worst part of having to save the world the second time around in Overcooked 2 is that you only get one achievement this time worth a measly 100 points. Talk about ungrateful. Wow. <laughs> well, I, I, I'll i leave all the food puns. I'm sure we've done them all by now. I think, so, right? Uh, yeah, something like he, he doesn't care at all. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure if we keep trying, another one will turn up. <laughs> all right. Number one. Number one. So hands down for me, King Jeff. Jeffy? Yeah, I know. And he happens to be a bear. What? I'm telling you. King Jeff from Jet Force Gemini, which is featured on the Rare Replay uh, collection. This guy's a roaring a-hole, man. (laughs) I am telling you. So let me paint another picture for you. So King Jeff is the leader of these little helpless creatures, these little worthless bears. They're, They're like... 
a tribe of people, and they're referred to as tribals, but they're basically just little helpless bears. Now, they occupy many planets in space, uh, and not surprisingly, the ant people have taken them all over. So ants are not worthless like these bears are. I mean, I mean we can learn a lot from ants. They're, you know, the work ethic, organization, That's hashtag right. gains. Ants and, know what's and, up. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Ants are uh, they're, they're the real deal now. So these ants are using the tribals as forced labor and to mine crystal, which is presumably used for meth or power or something. <laughs> uh, but uh, you're, they're mining all these crystals for the, their ant overlords. Now, their leader is called Mizar, and he's calling the shots, and he must be stopped so that you can free the tribals from the shackles of their ant overlords. Now, you go through the game. You save as many as you can. They're everywhere. It's not an easy test because sometimes they're hidden in very obscure places. More often, they're hidden in places you don't have the current upgrades for. And when they are out in the open, that's great because you can find them, except for the problem that you're shooting a bunch of ants and these little bears can be shot and they die instantly. Now, you can shoot them or they can shoot them. Uh, and there is actually a, a character that's the it's called the assassination ant. So you enter the room and his job is to run around killing all the bears before you can kill him. So that's fun. And some of these little bear people are not even guarded. Why do they need rescuing? <laughs> uh, like they're just standing there waving for help. And you have to go up to them and touch them. And then they disintegrate and presumably are warped up to the spaceship or something. So they're basically like little stupid Ewoks. And, and we know we all know how they run Star Trek. So you get to the end of the I, game. Wait, I thought the Ewoks were some space balls. Yeah, you might be right on that. All right. Okay. Now, you get to the end of the game, and you have a showdown with Mizar. All right, the battle ensues. You, um, you defeat him. All right, so Mizar is defeated. The bears are saved. However, Mizar, as he's leaving, is like, oh, well, guess what? <laughs> I am moving on to a juicier target. I am going to go kill Earth. And so, basically, he goes and pilots a, he, like, gets behind the wheel of an asteroid is going to go collide with Earth, which just happens to be, you know, where you're from. Uh, damn it. So why you... I hate that. <laughs> yeah. So why is King Jeff an ungrateful a-hole? So after saving their planet from all the ant overlords, you know, there's a little bit of urgency in that there's a freaking asteroid that's headed straight for Earth that is going to destroy your planet. The people that just saved you, King Jeff. So here is the actual dialogue. I just wanted to, I didn't want to misquote or take him out of context. So here is exactly what King Jeff has to say once you defeat Mizar. My friends, how can we ever thank you? Many would have simply ignored our plight. And yet, your only reward is a sudden threat to your own world. The asteroid is heading straight for Earth. If you don't act to avert this crisis, if you don't act to... Uh, well, I'm sorry, I read that twice. The collision <laughs> may very well... Maybe he does say it twice, I don't know. The collision may very well rid us of Mizar, because I guess he'll die in the asteroid, but, but at a terrible cost to your people. Worse still, your jet force ships, they just won't get there in time. I guess King Jeff is a ship expert. Now, we have a ship that may serve your needs, but there are drawbacks. 
the ship belonged to our ancient ancestors and blah 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 and all the parts that are missing and they're scattered nearby and and everywhere hint hint you got to go find them the final piece of the ship i myself still own now here it comes it's yours when all the tribals are free that's verbatim <laughs> okay and then he go, and then he goes on sorry to be so mercenary about it but if you can collect all 12 parts our flagship may once again take flight again yeah and then he gives you a, a, a complimentary jetpack to go find all these stupid bear people. And <laughs> I was trying to get the words of this cutscene down, so I watched a YouTube video on it. And <laughs> the guy described it as an anger-fueled jetpack. I liked his, re his, his, his reaction when he found out that he had to go play the game all over again. So uh, there's also other YouTube videos out there that are dedicated to just walking around shooting all the bears in the face. And that and it feels so good because, uh, yeah, you have to go find them. Now, there's almost 400 of these little things oh. scattered all across the levels, right? Jeez. 400 of these little guys. And you got to go replay every level. And as I mentioned before, if one of them gets shot, guess what? You get to replay the whole level. So good luck with that. And... Uh, yeah, in, and they're all spread out on all the levels, and as I mentioned before as well, some of them can't be, you know, saved until you get that jetpack, so you play literally every stage all over again, and must rescue every single bear so that you can get the right to fight the main boss. But again, as this is a Chivo show, here are some of the Chivos you will unlock in doing so, which is Shoot Ants, Save Bears. That pretty much sums it up. I was going to say, that sounds pretty straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That is the name of the Chivo. It's a modest 10.45 ratio uh, for a 20-pointer. So basically, you'll see that all these are worth about 200 TA. You have Jetman's Day Off. That's a 10.61 ratio one. Uh, and that's for getting all the ship parts. The first one was for saving all the bears. And then ultimately, this will help you to get the No Place Like Home, which is a 10.84 ratio 20-pointer for beating Mizar uh, because you finally save all these stupid little bears. You get all the stupid little ship parts and you've replayed all the stages at least twice, most likely three times because sometimes you, there's three characters you have in Jet Force Gemini and you have to basically take each one through the stage. It is not fun. So, King Jeff, guess what? You earn the number one spot. And you can shove it up your demon spawning rectum and go straight to hell and say hello both to Banjo and to Paula when you get there. Very nice. This game, yeah. this was out on Nintendo 64, right? Yes. And the controls are just all jacked up. Didn't they actually make a patch like they added in modern control scheme? Yeah, basically, if you can, um, like, hold down the... Uh, I, when, I, when I play it, I hold down the left trigger and that allows me to run in a straight line. And then when you get to the jumping part, that's not great because you can't hold down the trigger and, and um, like jump. So you have to let off the, off the trigger, kind of line it up and then kind of go for it. And that's, that's really bad because um, there's this one section where these platforms are falling and so you have to, like, you touch one, and then all three of them are start falling, and all three of them have a 
have a little bear dude on them. No, that's probably the that's probably the worst part because you can't hold down the trigger and run in a straight line, and you have to count on the jump mechanic. And ooh, and that's like near the end of the stage. Once I got those, I knew I was good to go because those were the worst ones. Man, oh, I, I've gotten both those achievements. I just haven't beaten the game yet because you know. Um, it's on my RTDL list and it's, it's really difficult to get the, that or I'm just waiting to pop it. <laughs> well, I, I gotta say, I, I noticed that your ratio went up from, uh, <laughs> like a 1.29 to like a 1.35. So it must've been all these, you know, 10.5 ratio achievements. <laughs> yeah. They did wonders for you. Yeah, I tell you. It's well, I was going to say, right? um, since this was on Nintendo 64, I feel like that and, like, PS1, that was the era of games where backtracking was huge just to, mm-hmm. like, prolong longevity. Mm-hmm. Like, let's, instead of selling, you know, a 10-hour game, let's just make them do it again, and now we have a 20-hour yeah. game. Yep, that's about right. I think uh, my it has a little time for you, and I think my time on that game is already up to 20 hours. That's. Uh, I know how much that hurts that. you on the inside. <laughs> I'm not comfortable with that at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like yours takes the cake, though. That is pretty ungrateful. Hey, you just did everything. Do it Four, again. It's, uh, the final piece I still own. It's yours when all the troubles are free. Never mind this <laughs> asteroid headed to destroy your planet. We're good here. Yeah, we're good here. Good luck with that. <laughs> Sorry to be so mercenary about it. Jeez. Yeah. I, I think that the jet force gemini crew played it wrong i think they should have uh well you have guns all he has is like a cane i think you could take him <laughs> is, <laughs> is that not just like a giant plot hole that nobody has touched on <laughs> maybe so all right yeah well i think that will about wrap it up for us when it comes to uh ungrateful big l like characters so you know the huge look us up on ta xbox the twitter um follow us on you know discord and things like that um i I feel like everybody knows and if anybody's still listening they probably already follow so i don't know why we say that every episode good point but uh top three reasons teaching is not a good profession number three you're overworked number two you're underpaid and number one nobody respects you especially the people that should (laughs) <laughs> that's pretty good uh i, I kind of went a similar way top three cat <laughs> names that i haven't used yet so similar number three snickle fritz number two Fezziwig. number one little mingo i, I think we just stop it right there <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah let the the countdown turn next uh whatever begin no now what is so damn funny I could have sworn you said meow. Do I look like a cat to you, boy? <laughs> Am I jumping around all nimbly bimbly from tree to tree? Uh, no, no. <laughs> Am I drinking milk from a saucer? <laughs> no. Well, do you see me eating mice? <laughs> now you stop laughing right now. Now, I'm gonna have to give you a ticket on this. But no buts, meow. That's the law. Not so funny, meow, is it? Whoosh. Staying in the GTA SCTT can be problematic sometimes. I'm Waka Pale, and looking at my schedule this week, I only had a two hour slot of quality time with my Xbox consoles. 
Will that be enough to stay in competition this week? Probably, as I threw myself into the alleged shit creek that is World Enduro Rally. Despite its unsavory reputation, I actually had a decent time with it. Don't get me wrong, I wouldn't call it a good time, but for the standard store price of 99 cents, I was expecting it to be way worse. World Enduro Rally has a rating of 1.9 on TA, which, if you are generous, can say is not very good. The rating would probably be higher if it had launched in its current state, instead of how it worked at launch. This Sheep Trials-like consists of 9 championships, with 3 levels each, with each level being around a minute long. Most levels are very straightforward and easy, with a few difficult spikes, but nothing too bad. Apart from the way the game handles leaderboards and objectives, my biggest gripe was the graphics sometimes make it difficult to tell where the track is, and obstacles sometimes hide in plain sight. The Xbox One X enhancements don't help when the visuals are just in the way. The game also has a weird countdown that persists after you crash, which keeps counting down and resetting you even after restarting a race, which you have to do from the start menu for some reason. This means that you sometimes start a game with a fault if you are not paying attention, which will add to your final time. This glitch can also be used in your favor if you perform a flip and then reset the level, lowering your total time when you get to the finish line. At launch, most of the game's achievements were tied to global leaderboards, with achievements for placing first, second and third in the world. These achievements didn't stack either, you had to hit first, second and third respectively, meaning if you got the best time, you locked yourself out of the second and third place achievement until someone passed you on the leaderboard and then you had to do it again, as the achievements only unlocked when you finished a championship. After some heavy criticism from the achievement hunting community, the developers changed the game to fixed times and made the placements stackable, meaning if you get first place in a tournament, you can now unlock three achievements at the same time. They also added new achievements in a title update for a lower difficulty setting. According to the wording on the difficulty selection screen, they are supposed to be slightly different, but I couldn't notice anything besides the required completion times. The game has to be played through on both amateur and pro difficulty for the completion, but it shouldn't take you very long, as you'll need to complete all 9 championships in 28 minutes and 36 seconds for the final set of achievements. In reality, you'll probably have to get a much better time than that, as these achievements for completing all championships still have remnants of leaderboard requirements left. In order to record your best time, you need to be in the top 1000 in the world for each championship or your time won't count. Unfortunately, I don't think there's a way to figure out just where that cutoff is, so you'll have to get a time and see if it sticks in the championship results screen in the main menu. I'm decent at trials and didn't have too much trouble getting on the board, but I was really confused when I finished all level for the first time and seeing blank times 
for some of the championships I just completed. If you're going for the completion, I recommend you start the game sooner rather than later, as it will just get tougher and tougher to reach top 1000 times unless they reset the leaderboards one day. World Enduro Rally lets you choose between 9 bikes, which is 8 bikes too many. After experimenting, I found the 450 EXC 6 days bike superior to the rest and just stuck with it. The game has a very shallow trick system, which subtracts time from your final time if you perform stunts, the easiest being just holding the A button. Since it doesn't change the way your bike handles in any way, just keep it pressed at all times to shave a few seconds of your final time. Back and front flips give you an even bigger time reduction, which makes some of the levels possible to beat with a negative time, as in minus 10 seconds. After 2 hours I was almost done with the game. I also found an additional hour the next day to mop up the rest of the championships and replaying a few championships to get in the top 1000. 3 hours of play got me 74 achievements and 1270 game score worth 2880 TA. A TA difference of 1610 in 3 hours was way more than I expected to get this week. The TA estimations are all over the place, but most have submitted 4-5 to five hours with a few submitting a 1-2 to two hour completion, which sounds possible but unlikely. Would I have played through this game without achievements? Certainly not, but emerging from shit creek expecting diapers on my head and instead only finding the water a bit muddy, it was a pleasant surprise. I've played $60 titles I've enjoyed less than the $1 World Enduro Rally. The game might not be great, but the score is. Have a nice day everyone! Hello everyone, I'm Kronos, and it is time to talk about Achievement Fest. With me, I have Ptart TX and Death Dealers, and we're going to spend a few minutes here talking about the fun time we had in Terre Haute. I want to start by asking you, Ptart, since you were a long-term attendee of Achievement Fest, tell us a little bit about what Achievement Fest is. All right. Uh, so Achievement Fest, the first one started back in 2012 on the now-defunct website 360 Voice. Uh, our community uh, was friends with a gamer named Bozak. He owns the land center that we meet at, Ebash and Terre Haute. Uh, he suggests the idea that we meet up together, you know, play games. You know, this is back in the 360 where we were just all exchanging discs, but we've all been playing online together for a while. And we just decided that, hey, let's do a meetup and see how it goes. And, you know, maybe throw in some record attempts in there as well. Um, so, yeah, our first time we got together in 2012, uh, we had a great time. And it's just kept going since then. And we just wrapped up with our eighth. This was my first, but I'm not the only first-time attendee. We had a good number of new first-time attendees this year. Another of the first-time attendees was Death Dealers, uh, who I met in person while we were there. Uh, Death Dealers, can you tell me a little bit about what it was like for you as a first-time attendee? Uh, well, first, I was extremely nervous going there because, you know, I don't usually do that kind of thing. You know, go out, meet strangers. Usually, I just play online with them. Uh, but I end up having a lot of fun, um, more than I thought I would. So we all got to meet each other in person there. And I know one of the questions that has come up already from some of the community is, you know, do we continue to talk to each other as, you know, uh, 
gamer tags or do we get to know each other in person and learn each other's names in real life? And uh, for me, I keep working with the gamer tag because that is the persona that we know each other by. We, we have had that history. But how is it for you guys? Um, for me, I feel it's always been gamer tag ever. I mean, I just finished going for the fifth time to Achievement Fest. I did miss three years, but I don't know. It just feels more comfortable, even though we're seeing each other in real life. These are people I've talked to on live. I've heard their voices and that's just who they are. I mean, I know their first names because, you know, we've become Facebook friends and I've known them for the last, you know, 10 plus years, but we just still continue to refer to each other by their gamer tags. It'd be weird if, you know... Someone came up to me was like, hey, Sarah. It's like, okay, that's a little weird. I'm Pete Tart. <laughs> in this community, at least. Yes, absolutely. And you're, you're Pete Tart so much, in fact, that your husband is Mr. Pete Tart now. Yes. <laughs> so Mr. Pete Tart was there as well. And uh, he's not been able to be with us to be recording tonight. But you and he had a, a lot of opportunity to play some games and to socialize at the event. Is it more for gaming and playing some easy access games and console hopping or... Is this more of a socialization kind of event, or is it a mixture? Um, for me, it was both, uh, and it's a, also a vacation. You know, nice to take off some time from work. I really look forward to seeing everybody every year, and you know, I do like to lay down some serious gamer score, but I'm not so hardcore where I'm glued to my Xbox and never leave. I mean, I did manage to put down 15k, but I also got to meet a ton of new people and make some new friendships and hang out a little bit. You got a new BFF out of this. I do. Shout out to my new BFF, Prue. How about you, Death Dealers? Was it socialization or more all about the gamer score? Mostly, I went there just to game. Um, I'm Like I said, I'm not a very social person. So day one, I just stuck pretty close to my console. But by the second and third day, I loosened up a little bit. And then it was more about the socializing, especially towards the end of day three. when I Once I got to know people a bit more, then I pretty much didn't game at all on that Sunday. Well, we did some pretty impressive things, and I think we'll come back to that in a second. But Sunday, I know we uh, you helped out Mr. Grandstaff with his thing, and we did some Hydra Thunder Hurricane, which was great. Uh, those are you know some of the great things when we can get people together to game who have the same kind of mindset. Achievement hunters are a bit of an oddity when it comes to gaming. So when we can all get together in a room and work together, it's great. It's like boosting with an extra bit of power behind it. Uh, what are some of the accomplishments that you had? You know, Pete Art, you said 15,000... Uh, gamer score this week uh, at, at Achievement Fest. That's fantastic. Any particularly good memories out of that? Anything uh, that uh, was, was memorable out of that 15,000? Um, yeah, actually. So most of the I played, you know, sub two-hour games, but uh, I'd have to say the favorite of the... I did play 16 games. One of them I just didn't finish, but uh, by far the favorite game I played was Mecha Nika. Like, it was so funny. Like, I was just dying laughing playing it. I have kind of a twisted sense of humor, so it was right up my alley. And it was really enjoyable considering all the other garbage I had played over the weekend. You know, those quick games are not usually good. So when you get a good one, it's a real relief. Yes, yes, very much so. So I really enjoyed that one. And uh, I kind of would like to play the other one in the series now. It's definitely got me hooked a little bit. How about you, Death Dealers? What were some of the best parts of uh, gaming? Uh, what are the best accomplishments you had from the Achievement Fest? Uh, I actually didn't get that much done. About 3,000 gamer scores all I accomplished. But uh, the best one out of that was the Hydro Thunder where we got the four people and we got that last second win in. That was pretty uh, awesome. To get the achievement. 
And then, uh, although the most fun I had was trying to help uh, Mr. Grandstaff with the Fruit Ninja 2 Connect achievement. Just trying to get everything to work and actually get the achievement. Had a blast doing that. Fantastic. I personally only got about 3,500 gamer score myself. Fairly quiet as far as those things go. I could easily have gotten a lot more. But I spent a lot of my time both socializing and also just doing a lot of stuff like this where I was sitting down talking to people and recording those uh, conversations interviewing people with their experiences about Achievement Fest. So this is second nature for me at this point. Some of my best memories are the Hydro Thunder Hurricane uh, achievement, which was fantastic, and completing the glitched achievement in Disney Ferries, where I had to borrow two different people's access to uh, Windows 8 devices because it just wasn't working on one or the other. And then I also was able to uh, complete the delisted Clash uh, by borrowing uh, With a Folks console, and I spent some time on Death and Glory's Chinese console to get Mr. Pumpkin Adventure, uh, uh, the Chinese stack. So a lot of shared opportunities where I was playing stuff that I definitely would not have easy access to anywhere else. And when you have as many people in the room as we did there with as much access to stuff, you can get almost anything done, which is fantastic. How many people did we have here this, this year? Uh, we had 49 registered, but only 47 showed up. But I was going to add, the most impressive thing about your Disney Fairies completion is you did it standing up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, at that point, I, I think Prue was at my console, so he was in my seat, and Fug had moved down to Prue's, and for whatever reason, I was just standing at the wall uh, playing on, on uh, the device to make it so I was near my things and not in anyone's way. But, uh, yeah, that was also awesome because I got my first pretty ever, and it was in person. Yes. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was hogging Fugs Council for a while. Yeah. That's the thing about Achievement Fest. Everyone is very willing to share in most cases. We have people who are collectors, and they have a, a tremendous collection, and they're very willing to help out. Uh, I mentioned Death and Glory at his Chinese console, or Frost Fever has a completely full-up hard drive of delisted materials so that the Xbox 360 stuff that's been delisted people can find. And even if they're not the ones involved, or Mighty Mango and his stuff, there's someone out there who probably has it. And the more people who come, the more access to that kind of stuff there is. And you can you don't want to do that, just want to do your own thing. There are plenty of gamers who just sat down and cranked out Gamerscore all weekend. I saw some really impressive numbers coming up from Clarissa Lover and Giant Hunger as they just knocked out game after game after game. Yeah, those two in uh, Streak Leader are probably the three that laid down the most. They were very much glued to their consoles. Uh, Giant Hunger was up for over 48 hours at one point. Like, I Whoa. think he literally only slept maybe nine hours over that five-day period. He was really pushing, and uh, his, his score result absolutely shows it. He was going for that world record, even though there was no one there to validate it for him. Hey, Mr. Petart is the only official world record holder. <laughs> I would definitely recommend anybody who has the opportunity to make some effort to try and get out to Terre Haute next year because it's really an awesome experience. Uh, it's a fun place to go and meet people who are part of this community. We've had a, a small contingent this year, and it'd be really great if the podcasting contingents, AH101, uh, Real Gamer Score, or just anybody involved in the extended communities could be there because... When we have as many people as we already do involved in this, it's a fantastic experience to get a chance to meet people, to share in person, and uh, it really helps to bond, I think. Uh, I got I feel much closer to the people that I was able to meet, not just the people that I'd already known, but also I got to meet some really cool people I'd never really heard of before. It, some gamer tags are pretty familiar. Redemption Denied was there. 
I had a chance to talk to him and congratulate him in person on his 2 million gamer score that he earned there. So we have people doing amazing things at Achievement Fest. And I'm sure we will again next year. And I just want to take a moment to make sure that I lay that out, that this is a worthwhile expenditure for anybody. So really, the tickets are pretty cheap, and you're going to have a great time. Yes, and it's really not a meet and creep like you really think it might be. That was my fear my first year I attended, but no, we're meet actually, it's actually, yeah, meet and creep. Is that a meet and greet? <laughs> yeah, no, I gotcha. No, the, the, the people are all uh, very, very reasonable people. You know, it, we're gamers, so we, there's the natural stereotypes to go with this. But, uh, of course, it's easier for me to ha- not have those kinds of concerns. But I definitely, I didn't bring my kids this time. I'm going to try and bring my kids next year. A couple more questions. Death Dealers, for a first-time attendee, what do you think the most important lessons you took away on, uh, stuff to bring or things to pay attention to, building a game plan for what you want to do? What are some of the things that you learned from your experience this year? Um, well, for one, I know to build a list of games I would want like to play and hit up people in advance. That way we don't have to try to download games as we go. Uh, make sure to bring more controllers because there was never enough for some reason. Most of what I bought, I actually used, so that was good, but definitely going to have a better game plan this time, or next time around, because this time I did not have any kind of a game plan going in, but now that I know what to expect, kind of what's there, what's available, I'll be able to pump out a lot more game of school next year. Absolutely. I think building a game plan is one of the most important things. I had a game plan. My game plan was way too broad. So the thing about building a game plan is you need to know what is actually going to be available, and sure, I have just said... Most everything will be available, but having the contacts and being in touch with these people to start with uh, from the very start is very, very helpful. So if you make the decision to go and you get registered when the registration goes up next year, make sure you get in touch with uh, the folks who are going to put you in touch with other people who are going so we can start that negotiation early, let you know what we need to bring, make sure you get people lined up for the multiplayer achievements, that everyone brings the equipment that they need to bring to make those kinds of things happen, bring batteries and frankly this the thing that i brought that was the biggest help for me even though ebash is well set up for power supplies was just extra power strips because you fill those power strips up with peripherals and we had so many peripherals that all of our slots got filled up so having the extra slots really helped out for me what about you Pete? any suggestions any advice i think you pretty much hit on everything um I learned from, you know, my couple years of attendance, it's always make sure good to, I always bring a power strip as well. I brought a huge 24 pack of batteries and I came home with three. So (laughs) (laughs) I, I provided batteries for pretty much everyone around me. Another thing I always bring is a giant pack of water for, to share for everybody there. Cause you know, it's always good to have, keep hydrated. But yeah, definitely extra controllers and just kind of adding to what Death Dealer said about being prepared. So we have an Achievement Fest forum on Gamer Tag Nation, and there's also a Discord for Achievement Fest now. And uh, definitely put together a list of what you're aiming to play, so that way the people who have those games that you're looking for, either A, bring the disc, or B, already have it downloaded. Because when all of us are trying to use the network at eBash, you know it gets a little bogged down as we experienced. That was uh, not the best moment of the weekend, but it all worked out in the end. Yes, uh, thankfully, yeah. And a lot of people switched to hotspots on their phones, which helped alleviate some of that. But yeah, definitely downloading your quick and easy games ahead of time or the games that you know that people are wanting to play on your console. So yeah, I would just say 
uh, making your own game plan and letting that be known to other people so that way they can be pre- be prepared to help you out. And they have a very friendly group. Uh, everyone was willing to help out even when uh, things didn't work out exactly the way we wanted to. Getting to Hydra Thunder Hurricane for Death Dealers was a bit of a chore. One of the things that I think would be useful as well is to just download a copy of your profile from Xbox 360 to a thumb drive because downloading your profile on an Xbox 360 is super slow. Also, don't rely on backwards compatibility. If you're going to do something with Xbox 360, it's probably better to bring an actual 360 if you can. All right, guys, thank you very much for uh, taking a few minutes to share your experiences with Achievement Fest. Hopefully I can see a lot more of the folks who are listening to this out there next year. You've got a full year to plan, basically, and I don't think it can be stated uh, enough. This is a really awesome experience, something that is pretty unique and well worth the time and very, very little money that uh, that it costs. So see if you can find some time in your schedule. Obviously, it is not going to work for everyone, but I'd love to see us completely fill up the building next year. That would be awesome. Any final words before we head out? Um, so I do have who hit some pretty big milestones while at Achievement Fest. Go for uh, it. So as we already know, Redemption Denied hit 2 million, which is insane. Uh, Streak Leader also hit a million while we were there. Uh, Hot Dog McGee hit 750,000. And Giant Hangry aka hunger hit 600k and my lovely husband mr Petart, hit 250k congratulations to all the milestones i would like to add an answer to big l's question yes fug is as handsome in person as he is in the pictures even though i don't remember his first name that's okay you know it's gamer tag that's what we (laughs) call each other i remember andrew and that's it it's the oh, only no. first name I remembered. <laughs> I'm supposed to be the stealthy one. <laughs> I know Thomas. Well, I should. Chris, so. his name's Chris. He posted in chat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna add him, but if he added himself, yeah, his name's Chris, and I am Andrew, and I am Kronos, and until next time, have fun playing some games, folks. See ya. Bye.